Can you hear that? Recorded? Yes, live. Awesome. It's like a lot of practicing on the back end, trying to get all this stuff to merge the way I wanted it with the the um, uh, the video and, and actually able to take callers and stuff like that. Do you have this through Blog Talk? No, uh-uh. this is all just through YouTube, but I'm running everything through a, a program called um, uh, OBS, Open Broadcaster Software. Uh-huh. And you basically can just stack layers and layers and layers on top of each other and bring in other audio sources and play intros and stuff. And uh, it's kind of the next level with what I've been doing for a long time. So trying to merge everything and have all these other windows and getting it filtered through here and then sent out to YouTube. Take YouTube stream, stream key, it broadcasts it to YouTube. Oh, that's great. How do you get calling people? Uh, so I'm, I'm using TalkShoe right now, which is a free uh, host um, for that. And it actually comes with a control board, much like blog talk. Yep. So I'm using that. So it's pretty cool. Okay. I got to learn more about that. Yeah, man. I've, I've, I've been on them all and I'm trying to kind of custom, you know, making everything. So we got the video and we're able to take calls now. So it's kind of combined and both. So yeah, I can, uh, if you, if you need help, man, I definitely, you know, give you the walkthrough on how I do it, man. Definitely. I appreciate that. Thanks. Cool. Cool. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started, man. All right. I got that. Here we go. All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. It's now time for another episode of the Mythicist Podcast. Got an awesome show for you guys tonight. I'm joined by my guest tonight, Mr. Greg Prescott. What's going on, brother? Hi, Truth Seeker. Thanks for having me on your show. Hey, dude, thanks for coming on, man. I've been uh, checking you out for a while now, you know, moving in some of these circles you hear names and buzzwords and your name is definitely one that comes up. Uh, this is my first opportunity chance to talk with you, have a conversation. So, you know, uh, everything's organic, which is really cool. So awesome to have you on the show, man. Thank you, brother. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of what this show was founded on. It's just like, um, not so much an interview, but more of a conversation It's just kind of birthed out of having phone calls with friends talking for hours about, consciousness, uh, spirituality, things like that. And one other people to hear it an hour in an hour and a half in, we're like, man, I wish we would have recorded this phone call. And, you know, we didn't. So it's like, okay, let's try to take these phone calls to the next level and record them and make them interactive. So people can call in and stuff like that. So that's just what it is. Having a conscious conversation and, uh, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Um, All right, sounds good. I've got a little uh, uh, delay going on on my side. I'm trying to figure that one out right now. Okay. I hear like a, yeah, I hear everything again. We'll put it okay. that way. So I'm trying to figure that out. All right. One second. Let me let me see if this is one thing. Hold on. 
Can you hear this? One 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 two two. Yeah. One one. Yeah. Okay. It's still an echo. Yes. Is it bad? Uh, it's it's okay. It's tolerable. Is it you or me? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Is it is it uh, you or me that's uh, echoing? I'm hearing both. I'm hearing a delay on everything we say. Okay, hold on. Let me. Is it instant? It's probably like a three second delay. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, let's see. That's. You don't. You do. You have the um, YouTube open or any other windows or just this? Um, I'm looking right now. Um, Is the YouTube playing? I I no I I mm-hmm. oh I do have that open. That's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. All right. We'll, yeah, we'll just we'll just restart this. So everybody okay. watching, just go ahead and refresh, and we'll go ahead and start over. It's fine. Hopefully. Oops. <laughs> no, that that's part of it, man. <laughs> like like whenever you're doing it this way, it has. Yeah. Um. I was hoping to follow along with comments, but yeah. I guess I can't do that. All right, you're good now, though, right? Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, stop. Cool. Yeah, you can actually use this to go live on Facebook as well through this, like with the movies and stuff. Okay. Yep. So, all right. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Another exciting podcast of the Mythicist Podcast. I'm here with my friend Greg Prescott. What's going on, man? Hey, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so we had to work out some bugs. I think we're back. I think we're good. Yep. Um, just to let everybody know, we've never talked before. This is organic. This is the first time getting to talk to you, man. So excited to have you on the show. Been hearing about you for years. Running kind of in the same circles. We mentioned Kelly in the Raw. You know, that's a you know, kind of a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing some of the content that you've been putting out with N5D.com and this huge esoteric, metaphysical, spiritual database that you guys have built over the years. And it's kind of like if you're searching terms about spirituality, uh, third eye meditation, your site comes up. <laughs> so it definitely is a, a, a database with a wealth of knowledge there. And so I've been reading some of the articles for years. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Finally get the chance to talk to you, man. Welcome. Thank you, brother. So to talk a little bit about the topic it's kind of hard to pick a topic of like a title for the show before we do it. Like afterwards, you can kind of go back and say, okay, we talked about this. We talked about that. And so we got to kind of get a name for the show that's going to get people or whatever. So I picked the name um, talking about explaining dimensions because in 5D, which is your, your, your head or your vision, right? It's talking about the fifth dimension, right? Yes. And I told you through chat on Facebook that like, I, I definitely understand the different levels, but it gets, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth. Some say it goes to 11th. Some people say it goes to 
thousands, right, mm-hmm. of these different levels in dimensional planes of existence where beings exist in different vibratory levels, um, consciousness that we can go there, that we're that everything that we do, we're affecting those levels as well. And so I believe that would be a good place to start, man, talking about the different dimensions. Okay. Well, starting out, you know, if you think of the first dimension as just being a straight line, that's it, a line, okay? Real simple. The second dimension, you can look at putting four lines together to make a box, okay? But it's just four lines together. It has no depth or space. That's where we go into the third dimension where you have the box, but it has depth, a third-dimensional box, a cube. Uh, So that's where we're at right now. The third dimension is basically, the way I see it, is thought, emotion, and effort will bring you manifestation, okay? So it takes the effort, the extra effort, and we're starting to see that right now. You know, the more you put into your thoughts and intentions, the more you can manifest, but it's the thoughts, the effort, the emotion uh, that it takes to manifest things. Um, Have you watched The Secret or read the book? Definitely, yeah. It's huge. I mean, it's everything. If it wasn't for the secret, inside yeah. wouldn't exist. Okay. Um, I know that I watched the video one time, and uh, on the video, it, it said that there was um, this guy. They showed this guy going out to the mailbox, and he opens up the mailbox, and he pulls out all these bills, and he's shaking his head. And he applies the, the secret, which for those who aren't familiar with uh, that are listening right now, right now it's, it's the law of attraction. And uh, so what you put out there to the universe comes back. So what he was doing initially was he, he's going out to the mailbox and he's thinking, oh, my God, there's going to be bills here and everything. Of course, that's what he manifested. So he applies the, the law of attraction and he goes out to the, to the mailbox and all of a sudden, instead of bills, he's getting checks. And I'm shaking my head. I'm thinking, you know, that, that'll never happen. But as it turned out, it, it, it's what happens. It's what's happening with me right now. All my bills yeah. are being paid online. And, you know, whatever I receive in the mail are checks. Um, so, and there was another example that they gave. And this one, anyone who knows me uh, can attest that, uh, about this. They gave the example of going out to a parking lot and envisioning that your parking spot is available and yeah. waiting for you. Yeah. And uh, what I do is I envision that three spots are available. And they're always <laughs> the best spots. That way I'm getting one of them. And one of the spots I go to is at this little beach here in, in Florida called Crescent Beach. And it only fits about 25 cars. So I envis- envision the first three parking spots being available. And I could go there at perhaps you know 12 o'clock on a Saturday. And I know that somebody's pulling out as soon as I'm pulling up and that spot's going to be available for me. I've taken so many pictures of getting that best spot on any particular day. It's just, it's mind boggling. So this is where we're at right now. We're heading into the fourth dimension where you still have the thought and emotion, but the effort is no longer needed. You're just manifesting. So when I go to this parking lot, I know that those spots are going to be there. The effort is, is, is not even non-existent. So we're merging right now into the fourth dimension and subsequently into the fifth dimension where you still have thought and emotion um, but, and, and manifestation. Uh, but you, no, excuse me, in the fifth dimension, you just have thought and manifestation. The emotion's gone. So your thoughts equal the manifestation. Okay. 
Um, and then when, when you go into 60, it's instant manifestation. And then from 70 on, who knows? Like you said, it could be 12 dimensions, nine dimensions, 2,120 okay. dimensions. Who knows so, after that? So, so whenever you're speaking about these dimensions, these are levels of consciousness that we can walk on? Is this what you're talking about? Well, there, there are dimensions that I consider, um, perhaps, I, what you're saying is you can walk on, on them. Um, I guess oh, well, I'm just talking about just in your consciousness, like, okay, I'm vibrating at third dimension right now, and this is where my faith level is, this is where my belief is, things are coming to me, there is no effort, and th that's what you're talking about, right? Right. That's something we can attain. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely okay. right now. Um, and what I do, I, as a matter of fact, we just had a conference here in Sarasota, a uh, psychic conference, and I spoke about how to uh, open up your third eye. I have an article on uh, N5D about that, as well as a YouTube video on the N5D YouTube channel. Anyone can open up their third eye in a week or so. I, I give them a maximum a week, and your third eye will be open. But it takes that effort, and what I'm finding is a lot of people aren't, they don't have the time. You have to start with the effort, though. It's not that they're not necessarily willing to put the effort in. It's just they don't have the time to put the effort in. Yeah. I found what it seems like, man, is like there's a negative force out there, some type of ill will that, that wants to make you busy. I don't know if it's the ego and it's, it's manifesting like this is a part of your trial that you have to kind of prove yourself to get to, to make sure that you want it, to make sure that you want to get out of the slump to get there. But a lot of people, man, that busyness is crazy. Mm -hmm. I can attest to it in my life of, of being at these different levels of vibration where synchronicities are happen, happening, uh, angelic contact is happening, uh, just everything's beautiful. And then you fall into a slump where like you manifested all this stuff and then all of a sudden it's gone mm -hmm. and you're depressed and like, wow, what happened? Like, I'm not there anymore. So it, it's this battle to stay there, to walk there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Definitely. What happens is that every second, every minute, you're controlling your own destiny. And what's happening is there's going to be these setbacks, but what universe is trying to tell you is that, okay, time to readjust, time to head in a different direction. Understand what's happened up until that point, and then understand, see what happened and where it's leading you, because you're constantly getting signs yeah. uh, that are pointing you in, in, in a different direction and where you're supposed to be at all times. So, you know, just keep listening the signs look for signs outside you know yeah say uh, a a flock of crows will fly over you and the crows are a very metaphysical uh spiritual animal or a flock of hawks or whatever you know look at all the signs that are going on and see where that those signs are, are leading you because every day you're being pointed to your true divine purpose for being here there's a lot of people who look at themselves and i've been there too i'm saying from experience where they look at themselves in the past and they say, like, I wish I was as spiritual as I used to be, or I wish I was as close to God as I used to be. And so their memories of their past outweigh their current experiences and hinder them and almost plague them. Like, man, I used to be so happy. I used to be this. I used to be that. Um, and people want to go back there. But I was talking to some brothers today, and it's kind of like, don't try to go back there. Because if you was to go back, you would uh, almost neglect everything that you've learned from that point to where you are today. So learn from all of the mistakes and all of the setbacks and the things that got you off course. Learn from that stuff 
to build a better tomorrow and manifest tomorrow, right? Um, what would you say about that when people just look at their past and like, man, I was, I was spiritual a year ago. I mean, I've, I've done it too, man. I've, you know, I, I went through this crazy depression. I cut my hair off, man. I had long hair and dreadlocks and there was that, those articles about the, the spirituality linked to the hair, dude. Like I felt something when that happened, man, I kind of went through a little slump myself. Can you speak on that? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, what Dolores Cannon talks about is one of the things that is the easiest thing to do, but we overlook so often, and it's the power of forgiving. Uh, forgive yourself for anything that you've done in the past that, that may have not been in your, your own best interest or humanity's best interest. We've all made mistakes. None of us are angels uh, here on this planet right now, but uh, we've all made our mistakes. Learn how to forgive yourself, love yourself, and uh, realize that it's a university basically, you know, and we're here to learn and grow from it. You know, the Rosicrucians have a saying that your goal in life is not to be happy. Happy happiness is an emotion. Your goal is to experiment experience as much as you possibly can. And within those experiences, you'll find happiness. So I always thought that that was a really interesting way of looking at life. So just get out there and, and, and enjoy life. More importantly too, uh, ground. A lot of people have a hard time finding the time to ground themselves. You know, living here in Florida, it's quite easy because it's beautiful out all year round. You know, the change of seasons are highly overrated as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Uh, <laughs> give me summer every day of the year, but I can go out there and be barefooted. Yeah. You know, even if you, you live in the Northeast or Northwest or if you're in snow or whatever, find time to get out there and appreciate the nature that's going on. You don't have to be barefooted for that. You can still sun gaze. You can get out there, bundle up if you have to, you know, get out there and appreciate nature, the snow that's falling and uh, where you're at, because everyone is exactly where they need to be right now. We're all anchoring down the energies. And it's kind of like, you know, if you have like little spots of light all over the planet, cumulatively, we light up the planet. So everyone is anchoring the energy and is exactly where they need to be right now. That might change a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. But right now, you're exactly where you need to be. Keep holding that light. I believe that, man. I believe that when I start to get frustrated about, uh, you know what I'm saying, circumstances and, and situations, but like, you know what? I'm right where I want to be. There's a scripture in the Bible that says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, right? And I believe that no matter where we go, like if it's good or bad or we're going through troubled times, man, I believe that there's a lesson in it all and that we could try to make the best out of it, right? Versus, you know, <laughs> playing the other side where we could just, you know, just get discouraged and, uh, you know, disgruntled and, and hurt and things like that. And we st start to relive the hurt and, they, you know, thought forms come in our mind and get, and get planted and become strongholds and things like that. So really to fight against that stuff and stay vibing at those high levels, man, like, but what's, what helps keep it consistent? I know you said grounding is a, is a, is a big thing. What, what are some of the things too, like the spiritual practices, such as like meditation and, 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 and you, know, you know, sun gazing, like you said as well. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I have a, meditation pyramid over there i should turn around my uh computer to show you uh my my dog is underneath it right now <laughs> he's chilling yeah yeah he's he's hanging out there and uh yeah he loves my meditation pyramid he's looking back at me right now but uh that's one thing that i find is it's funny too because there's there's a uh there's a picture on the internet if you type in pyramid and deer, somebody had a meditation pyramid out in their backyard and a deer just 
innately understood the energy of that pyramid, the copper pyramid, went out and laid down. And there's a picture of a deer just laying down in the pyramid. Now I've got this pyramid here. My dog is constantly underneath it. These animals know the energy. They, yeah. they sense the energy. They feel a calmness that's underneath there. So, and I feel it as well when I, when I meditate under it. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to have. Um, What's it made out of? Copper. Copper, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, it cost maybe, I don't know, $150, something like that, but it was worth every penny. Um, that's one, one of the things I do. Uh, I also get out. I like, I'm, I'm fortunate. I live two miles from the number one beach in the United States. And uh, I like getting out there. And what I do is a walk of gratitude. And I walk down to the end of the beach and there's a seawall at the end of the beach. And that's my reminder to give thanks. And the first thing I do is, say, I'm sorry if I don't say this enough, please forgive me. It's basically called Ho'oponopono, and it's four tenets to it. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. So I go through my posse is what I call them, and that's creator, source, universe, spirit guides, guardian angels, friends and family on both sides of the veil, galactic neighbors and friends, higher self, mother earth, and my spirit guide, Tamara, specifically. Uh, But I go through and I express you know, what I'm thankful for and tell them all that I love them. And I, I thank them for uh, their unconditional love, safety, protection, guidance. And I promise to listen with uh, open ears, mind, eyes, and heart um, to their guidance. And uh, every day I'm listening. So I do that. And then on the walk back, what I do, see, it's kind of funny because I work every day. I haven't had a day off since 2009. And, uh, I work probably between 10 to 12 plus hours every day. So I have to force myself to go to the beach to ground or else I'm going to be out of balance. Now I'm also a Libra. I'm a triple Libra. And a lot of people think that Libras are all about balance. It's the exact opposite. We're constantly (laughs) seeking balance. So I'm, that's why I have to force myself to go to the beach on the walk back from the seawall. I do what I call a love bubble meditation. And what that is, is that I envision this ball of energy around me and everybody that comes within my, my, my energy field is receiving unconditional love and healing. And I ask my posse, you know, creator, source, universe, spirit guides, guardian angels, right down the line to magnify that effect from my heart and their hearts and ex- expand it out as far as they can throughout the planet, galaxy, universe, and multiverse, because every thought is energy. And if you're putting that thought and energy out there, it's got to be doing something to help the, the critical mass and the collective um, evolution of human uh, humanity. What, what um, levels would you be vibing at at that? Is that? I mean, can you do that at, you know, second and third? Or is, it, or is that if, if you're doing that daily, you're probably walking in 5D? Well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually doing that probably in third and fourth dimension. Because okay. the thoughts manifest quicker and quicker. So I'm putting that out there. I'm also doing something, too. While I'm on my walk, I'm telling myself that all my codons are open in my DNA. My DNA is activated and that I, I can do anything. So I'm working on, we only have 20 of the 64 codons in our DNA turned on. So there's 44 codons that are turned off. If somebody can figure out how to turn on all the codons in their DNA, they can do anything. You can manifest out of thin air. You, you can uh, tele- teleport, telekinesis, every ability known to mankind, and then some would be available. 
to that person that can figure out how to turn on all the, their codons in their DNA. I do have some videos and a couple of articles on n5d.com that show what I'm doing to do that. Uh, there's a number of things I've been doing. I've been, been working on it for probably two or three years, and uh, I, I'm seeing some results, but I'm not seeing, you know, my, I, I can't make myself invisible. I can't regress in years yet, even though, you know, I turned 60 in a few years, so it's kind of hanging in there. But great, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so definitely with doing that, there have been people reportedly who have been able to do that reportedly, especially like if we're talking about some of the masters as far as like Jesus and Baba G, you know, Krishna, these type of people, they've definitely t- um, tapped into that, correct? Well, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> you know that I can't, I can't prove that. Um, and I've got well, if they're walking in, you know what I'm saying, miracles and manifestation like that. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of what you're talking about? I guess proverbally, yeah, it yeah. would be. But, uh, you know, I, I've, um, I, I'm not a Christian and I have my questions about the Jesus story. But I, my parents are Christians. I know lots of Christians. Yeah. I, I I'm just I, using that as an example. We, yeah. can name, we can name all the masters and yeah. I don't know them all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, you know the angels, the masters, whoever. Like these, I'm just speaking about people who existed, mm-hmm. who were walking in manifestation and miracles. Yeah, right. I'm sure that that's happened throughout the years, and you know now is the time. So they say that for these masters to come back, but ultimately, I think, like the Hopi said, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. I think it's the time where our we can figure out how to turn on our DNA. As a matter of fact, there's a really interesting thing that happened this past week. Apparently, uh, there's this huge wave of gamma rays that are, are, are coming and that are expected to arrive on December 26th. According to James Gilliland, he said that gamma rays are seventh dimensional energies that will help transform human consciousness. Now, just in the past couple of days or so, there's this, uh, it was posted by BP Earthwatch and Dabu7 on YouTube about this other, a, a different wave of energy. Uh, a Dutch Sense also had, had, has a video on it. This wave of energy is covering the whole planet. And Dutch Sense said that he's never seen anything like this before. And you can see this literal wave of energy that's, that's wow. coming over the planet. And it, it really coincides with this dream I had about these three tidal waves of that, that are coming to the planet, but it's really tidal waves of energy. It's not water, mm-hmm. is, which is, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about these waves of energy and, uh, you know, I've seen the future and it's amazing and it does involve these, these waves that are coming in. Something good versus something bad, right? They always give you the dates with all the bad stuff's going to happen every year, but nothing happens, you know? Yep. So it's awesome that, that now we have something good to look forward to. That's always exciting. Yes. Because what what it does, like, even in the placebo effect, right? Even if there was nothing significant about that date, even if nothing happened, the expectation for you to kind of put yourself in expecting something to happen and, co- and kind, of, kind of preparing, getting yourself ready, to receive. Okay, let me make sure that I'm dealing with my past junk. Everything's good. I've forgiven my enemies. I'm walking in love, you know, all, all of these things. So I think that this expectation for something like that to happen will just by placebo alone help people. I mean, I, th- I believe that's how 
you know, faith works and belief works when if we're praying for somebody or believing for somebody to be healed of an ailment. It's, you know, even though the, the symptoms are there, they seem to be sick and we believe and we see the things that are not as though they were. And we, and that's how we manifest it mm-hmm. through, through thought, through, through prayer, through um, expectation. There's so much power in expectation. I mean, even, even, I think, I think even with your conferences and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. People are coming expecting, like expecting sure. an impartation. They want to be around you, th- this type of things. And, and like, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Once you're hanging around somebody, you begin to talk like them. You begin to act like them. You pick up on their mannerisms. And this stuff is, is contagious, man. It is. It really is. You know, you, if you, it, I, I highly suggest that, you know, be yourself no matter what, because what's going to happen is you're going to weed out those who don't accept you for being who you are. Now, a, a lot of people know this already, but before I was a webmaster, I was a child and family therapist. I uh, have a patent pending that I wrote that's designed to help families who are at risk of dissolution, children going through the reunification process, and for parents in need of parenting classes. And I was doing this um, full time. On my own, I had my own business, and uh, I wrote a program that was accepted by the area's largest human services facility. Oh, wow. I was doing that for the longest time, but I started doing, I started getting into spirituality when I started learning about the um, the Mayan calendar, and this was back in 2007. And what a lot of people, and I, the more I, the, when I first read about the Mayan calendar, of course, I saw the doomsday websites, and I thought, oh my God, you know, my daughter's only going to be you know, 17 and 2012 or whatever the number worked out to be. And that's the end of the world and all. But, you know, the more I I researched that, the more I realized it's not the end of the world. So what I did was I I put all these videos together uh, in a compilation and called it 2012, the online movie, which ended up with, I don't know, 13 million views on it. But it showed that this, you know, the Mayan calendar was not the end of the world. And it's really the, the awakening of the world as we know it. So, um, that was that was like one of the crucial points for many people in this yeah. awakening right now. And what you'll hear is from other people, the skeptics saying, oh, well, nothing happened in 2012. Mm-hmm. Really? Look at all the people that woke up and that began their spiritual journey. And look oh. where they are now, how far they've expanded that. And what you're seeing and feeling right now is totally different than what you felt 10 years ago. It's It's growing and you can feel it. You can sense it. Yeah, the movie 2012 Enigma uh, by David Wilcock was one of the first ones I got into. Mm-hmm. And that thing blew my head off early on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I had reached like a plateau, you know, and it was like, okay, what's next, you know? And then found that. And that mixed with having um, different uh, angelic encounters and seeing UFOs and stargazing for hours and hours and hours. And I couldn't wait for the sun to go down daily. Uh-huh. Because- ready to go see, see UFOs. And then I got to the point where I was just asking, see them during the day, right? I was like, okay, I see them at night. They, you know, it could be a satellite. It could be a plane. It could be all these other things. Let me see them during the day. Mm-hmm. Will you please? I'd send, I, would, I, would, I would send the thought out there. I would say it. And then they would start communicating telepathically, right? Oh, yeah. Another How level. old were you when you first saw, when you saw your first UFO? This, this was um, about... 2012 now to where it's it was like it got it it wasn't one and then they left like it was intense like i was going on every night for hours so i was um well i was probably 28 Mm -hmm. 28 29 yeah have you ever had this this happen to you where you see a ufo 
and you're with someone and you point at, point at it and they can't see it. Only you can see it. I haven't had that happen, but I, but I, I have had it happen where they wanted me to see it. Mm-hmm. As soon as I seen it, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like it was there. I seen it. I, the, the thought hit my mind. Oh, there's a UFO. He's saying, hello. It's gone during the day. Do you have any night vision goggles? I seen you had some. Yes. Uh, I mean that right there. I've been, <laughs> I mean, early on, I was watching so many videos and there's some interesting stuff that people are recording. These, these are, uh, they're called Ranger, Yukon Ranger night vision goggles. And, uh, you can buy these for like three fifty or so and they're okay. But what I have, it's the ATN generation three night vision goggles. That's the ones everybody says good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what you want. And, uh, it, the difference is day and night. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's worth, but unfortunately they, they cost a lot of money. I, I think yeah. I paid like 2,500 for these yeah. and just saved up and saved up because I knew this is what I wanted. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I'll tell you what, it's a lot better than watching anything on TV, going outside with your, your <laughs> goggles and your laser yeah. pen, telling them to fire up one time. And it was about maybe three, four months ago. Yeah. Um, I'm facing the Gulf of Mexico out back in my backyard. I'm, I'm, facing in that direction. And I look up and I see this huge cigar shaped mothership coming off the coast, heading towards the mainland. And as soon as I locked in on them with my night vision goggles, they disappeared. So this is the lesson I learned. How do I record them? Well, I, I bought this little contraption that you can hook up your, your cell phone to, and it works with any cell phone. But uh, what you do is you, you put the, uh, where you, where you look into right through here and it records your, um, UFO. So records it on the phone. Yes. I was trying to run cords, dude. Yep. A computer. Oh yeah. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, I, you can actually record them. The, uh, there's a new moon. The best night to look for UFOs, I think is during a new moon because you don't have the, the light pollution from any moon. I know exactly. I found that out organically too, man. Yes. On the 21st on the uh, winter solstice, we have, a uh, quarter moon, a waning qu- uh, quarter, quarter moon. But by the 29th, we're going to have a uh, a new moon, and it's going to be a great night for looking for UFOs. I can't like I, I can feel it now, just remembering the expectation when all that stuff was new. Mm-hmm. Because th- dude, that changes everything. Yeah, we're that not changes alone. everything. <laughs> everything when you're yeah. having you know disclosures happening through us. Everybody talks about, you know, disclosure. We want the government to come forth. It's, I don't think, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's happening through us. Like mm-hmm. you can go out, make your, and you can go out and make contact and not, not fear anything and have a beautiful encounter of yeah. our star brothers. But you know, the ones we call the angels in the Holy text, like oh, they're yeah. out there watching over us and they travel back and forth, man. And when you encounter that, it changes everything. It really does. You know, I, was, I was 18 years old or so. And at the time, yeah, you know, I'm kind of dating myself right now, but uh, you know, it was legal to drink uh, at 18. And we were, I was living in New York and we were on top of one of the Catskill mountains there and we we're having a keg party. We had the keg, we were waiting for the tap. So none of us were drinking at the time. We're just standing around the keg waiting for the tap and up over an adjacent mountain comes three UFOs in formation. They stop, they hover, and then they take off. And uh, there was like seven or eight of us that saw it. And that was my first true UFO uh, sighting. 
And it just left such a lasting impression on yeah. me that, you know, it's, it's always been with me. And it's something that I, I want to keep pursuing further and further. Yeah. I believe that at night, many of us go on ships. I've had numerous dreams of being on ships at night. And I kind of question if that's reality or simply a dream. Yeah. Um, speaking of the night vision goggles and all that, the, some of the first you know people's work that I looked into, I found Ed Grimsley. Are you are you familiar with his work? Yeah, he was at one of my conferences. I was going to ask you, did you get a chance to meet him? Yes, in uh, Los Angeles. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was an awesome uh, um, guy, man. I had like. I was trying to contact everybody when that, when this sort of stuff was happening, man, I was like, I need somebody to talk to. I'm in the Bible belt. I'm in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't talk to anybody around here, man. Was, I had to go online. I had to find people who were posting videos about this stuff. And, and I, t- I talked to James Gilliland. I talked to Nate, who was his secretary at the time, uh, Ed Grimsley, talked to Ed on the phone, man, you know, and uh, interesting times, man. So that's why I love doing this podcast and having these discussions for people like myself who are having encounters and who are having, um, who are just studying and they have questions, man. And nobody's, you know, nobody's answering them and stuff. So we just put ourselves out there to say, Hey, this is our story. You know, if, if you have questions, you know, you can ask them, you know, we just put ourselves out there. And with that being said, I want to let everybody know that we are going to open up the phone lines. If you guys want to call in and you have a question or a comment or a UFO story, or you want to ask Greg a question, go ahead and do that. The number is on the bottom of the screen scrolling across, and it's also in the description on the website and the YouTube video. Give us a call, and we will try to take it here close to the end of the hour. So um, talking about that, there was a lot of fear for me because I did see stuff when I was a kid, right? And so I would see UFOs and or or. I would see stuff in the sky. I don't know if it was UFO. It was UFO to me, but it would be backed by fire in the sky, right? As a kid watching fire in the sky at like seven years old, like that scared the hell out of me. Right. Um, And that was like, I was big into monster movies, but those did something to me because it was this thought that they could be real. Like people are getting abducted and they're not bringing them back. And like, that was like my biggest fear. So when I started having encounters and seeing stuff, there was this awe and wonder in me, but there was this also be careful, dude, they you know, they could, they can come get you, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, did you, did you encounter anything like that? Any of the, any of, of, of the scary stuff at all, but just even your own fear, you know, getting over some of that stigma. Uh, you know, after having a stage three cancer in 2007, and facing death, nothing scares me <laughs> anymore. There's nothing to fear. So I, I know that one time I, I was doing, and I have the, uh, an article on N5D, I was doing this third eye mirror meditation where you sit in front of a mirror, you have a candle burning in front of you, the lights are off, and you're focusing on your third eye. And what, what happens is you'll, you just get into that meditative state where your brain is basically in the alpha state and what's going to happen is you're going to see yourself change into different forms. You'll see yourself as a woman, a man, old, young. One time I saw this creature. That's the only way I can describe it. It had big red eyes, fang-like teeth that was looking back at me. And I, I just looked it straight in the eye and said, you're not welcome here. Go back to where you came from. Go back to the light. 
I regathered myself and went back to meditating. But, you know, during that one time, I was doing that same third eye mirror meditation, and this huge orange orb was just hanging out over my shoulder. It was just so awesome to, to see and, and, and observe. But as for, you know, I find that when I was younger, and I was also, you know, at that time watching horror flicks and stuff, friends <laughs> were. Yeah, I, I don't watch that crap anymore because yeah. it just lowers my vibration. It does. I, I can't, it's like watching the news. It makes me feel like crap. Yeah. You know, so I, I your reality is totally different than what they're showing on the news. They're, they're like trying to create your reality when your reality is totally against that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we create it, man. Like nobody, I don't know people who they show on the news, right? I don't hang with those people. Mm-hmm. Our reality is different. I, I encourage, you know, love and unity and it's always destruction and death and chaos and then they show up with the answer so it's the chaos out of order they create the chaos and then they create the order so we come to our rulers who are giving us you know food and shelter and bread and water um it's this weird dichotomy that they have set up man so to that's one of the other negative forces that we have to rise against like you said television outside influences that stuff is powerful man uh the different music that we listen to like, I, I'm a fan of, like, early 90s music, right? Anything 90s. And so I was in the early gangster rap and stuff. And that stuff messes with you. You can try to listen to it now, but it, it'll, it'll mess with you, man. People cursing and uh, talking about killing people and robbing people. Like, that's the stuff I grew I was a kid. I remember walking around the house reciting those lyrics. I didn't know what I was saying, but I was talking about cooking dope cooking crack because i was just repeating a song and my brother's like shut up man you know you know say mama's gonna hear that and she's gonna take take our cds away and i'm walking around the house at like eight years old talking about cooking dope and i have no idea what i'm the meaning of it you know i i found that yeah i wrote an article on uh music and spirituality and i i know exactly where you're coming from because i'm like the generation before you i i grew up in in the 80s and i played lead and rhythm guitar in several hard rock bands yeah, and uh, you know some of my favorite songs don't have the most positive titles. Like one song is a Van Halen song, "Ain't Talking About Love." It's the total antithesis of everything I believe in. Another one is by Night, Night Ranger, "Don't Tell Me You Love Me." You know, I love mm-hmm. that song, but I think about how does that make me feel? It's the lyrics in I, both of those songs aren't going out and telling yeah. anyone to kill anyone. It's you know what what I what I sense and what I feel when I hear the lyrics i'm not really listening to lyrics i'm hearing the flow of the melody of the lyrics mm-hmm. and i'm listening more to the guitar as a guitarist myself i yeah. i'm listening to the rhythm to the lead thinking about the progressions that they're doing and to me it's more of a symphony of different things that are added together and what you get in the as the end result is something that makes me feel good regardless of what the lyrics say yeah. so and that's my message to anyone that's that's listening you know, if there's music that makes you feel good, listen to it. It doesn't matter, you know, what <laughs> yeah. what the lyrics particularly say, as long as you're not acting out on them or believing yeah. them, but if it makes you feel good overall, go for it. That's the funny thing about perception and how this stuff works, is that we can listen to the same song or the same teaching and walk away with something totally different. I could feel, I could walk away feeling great, feeling good, getting some type of different revelation from it and uh and somebody else takes something different away so if you're honest with yourself and you really do get those those feelings i'm with you on that but 
I'm, I think I'm with you too. It's like, that's something where we have to be vibrating at a higher level to be like, you know, these things shall not harm me, even though you're, there's chaos around me. Like I can hold on to the good and, and, you know, take good from every situation. That's, mm-hmm. That says a lot. If, if you're honest, now I'm not saying just to say, oh, I listen to it. It doesn't bother me. And like, you know what I'm saying? But if it honestly doesn't bother you and you are there, that's a good place to be. The thing you have to also be cognizant about is, words are spells that's why it's called spelling you spell a word and these words do create spells so you be it's the energy that you're putting into the words that i think overrides the spell that's being cast mm-hmm. so if you're if you're listening to one of these songs that you know are is deemed to be negative but you're not putting that negative energy into it it's all right don't worry about it you know i i i i, I know a lot of people might say it's Pollyanna or I, I'm, I'm taking the, the, a new age look at that. I think that's bullshit. It's how you feel ultimately that overrides everything. And if it makes you feel good, go bringing, for it. If it's bringing good feelings, man, you know, whatever you can do in this life to, to bring good feelings, I'm for it, man. Yep. Whatever makes you happy, man, it helps you get through the day, dude. I am for it. If it's not dragging you down, but be honest with yourself. I can be honest with myself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Um, but let's see. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, because we vaguely mentioned it when we we're talking about the, the different um, elemental spirits, maybe the different uh, forces that are around us, angelic beings, uh, higher consciousness, lower vibrational beings like um, there's a lot of places we can go with that. I, I mean, I definitely want to know your experiences with them. Um, but how, how do we like contact, you know, those entities? How do we find our spirit guides or our spirit teachers, you know? Well, my, my spirit guide came to me in a dream, and uh, I've told this story. I don't know if you've heard it yet, or some of your listeners probably haven't heard it, but um, I'm originally from upstate New York in the Casco Mountains, and I always had this affinity to palm trees and the ocean and didn't really know why. So about 11, 12, 13 years ago, I ended up moving to uh, Florida, and it was shortly afterwards that I had this dream where I met my spirit guide. And it's this North American looking Indian woman, long, black, straight, flowing hair, white gown. And she walks up to me and she goes, I'm your spirit guide. My name is Tamara. And so here I am. I can ask my spirit guide anything in the world. So what do I do? I repeat her name over and over and over again. Tamara, 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 Tamara. So many times that I woke myself up out of my dream. So here it is like three o'clock in the morning. And I know that every name has a meaning. So I looked up Tamra and Tamra means palm tree. So it made perfect sense why I had that affinity to palm trees in the ocean. It was because mm-hmm. of my spirit guide. But what you can do, and anyone can do this, put it out there. Ask your guides, ask your uh, angels, guardian angels, spirit yeah. guides contact me whether it's in a dream show me a sign that you're here um, and, and just put it out there and I, I think that it'll happen when you're ready for it to happen I mm-hmm. think you have to be prepared and you know, if it doesn't happen immediately just keep working on your vibration yeah. raising your energy levels and it will happen I felt kind of weird because I mean that's 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 the approach that I took as well but I, I can't lie I did feel a little bit weird like I was begging <laughs> for I would, leave, I would go out and see the UFOs and I would beg, I would beg, man, I would beg. But you know, 
You have not because you asked not. And I asked for it and I got it more than I could chew at the time. But I got it, man. I stayed out there. I didn't want to move until I knew that I knew that something was out there, something for my greater good. And I, I kind of singled it in, you know, any beings that are out there that are watching over me, they have my greatest good in mind. Um, the angels in the Bible, those who are watching over, if you're out there, at least let me see you travel by. Let me see something, you know, just say hello. And then I would start seeing them. But I would, it's got to be something you want though. Cause I mean, I've been out there with people who go out there for 30 minutes and they're, you know, their vibrations different. They're like, Oh, this isn't real. Uh, I'm ready to go and stuff. And I'm like, man, we just got out here. Like you have to, we're going to be here all night. Like if you want this to happen, and then again, I've been out there all night and we've never seen anything with people and then go out there with a couple of people and see 12 ships back to back and within an hour, you know, you never can tell. But um, it's kind of like when I was young and I, I would go fishing with uh, my sister's boyfriend and we'd be fishing all night and uh, we'd, we'd be like, uh, you know, you think it's time to go? Nah, the fish are coming around. They're, they're going to be biting and you wait and wait <laughs> <Yeah>. and wait, <laughs> yeah. even though you haven't had a bite in like three hours. Yeah. You just um, keep waiting and waiting and believing. And, you know, it, I, I, I can sense that with UFOs. There's some nights, I mean, generally speaking, you can't go 10 minutes without seeing a UFO with night vision goggles. Yeah. Some nights you don't see any other nights you see, you know, 10 and 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. it all depends, but generally the 10 minute barrier. Yeah. I don't have the night vision, but, I tried second best. I went out there with regular binoculars. Mm -hmm. I just took my binoculars out there. Sure. You can see so many more stars, even with regular binoculars. Mm -hmm. And I would look out there and I would see, I would see ships that I couldn't see without them. Mm -hmm. Just regular binoculars. So if anybody has that, you can't afford, you know, the, um, night vision gen three, try, try it out and see on a night that's close, you know, close to the new moon where there's not a lot of light out there away from the city. You got to go away from the city, you know, to see all this stuff. But um, um, talking about entities and stuff more, I love, I, lo- I love talking about this stuff, man. Um, with nature spirits and stuff, fairies, undines, pixies, uh, salamanders. Have you, have you had any encounters with, with, you know, with those while you know, meditating in the woods and things like that? You know. No, I haven't. But I, I have a friend of mine that she says she flies with the fairies and uh, she's very into the elementals. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I know several people that are, are, are like that. You know, I just, yeah, I kind of, I, I look at people though sometimes and you'll, you'll see certain people that you'll say, you know what, that person's a pixie or that one's in the gnome family or <laughs> you look at like the pointed ears. And, oh yeah. yeah. There was a guy today. It's funny you say that there was a guy today at work. He's, real stubby stout he's large he's got a beard he's growing out and it's like okay i've seen you before man you know yeah yeah you can you can just kind of look like look at a person now yeah. here's i have this uh book on astrology and how you can look at people and kind of tell what their sign is and here's a great example i'm not sure, sure if you're familiar with james hetfield from metallica at all mm-hmm. Just heard an amazing interview with him with Joe Rogan yesterday. Just came out. Oh wow! I need to check that out. Just came out. Yeah, go ahead. But back in the day, he uh, he had this, you know, the, the long hair and he had a beard and a mustache. Handlebar, yeah. And he looked like the cowardly lion. Yeah. So definitely. out of all the astrology signs, what sign do you think he was? 
or is. Yeah, Leo, right? Exactly. Is wow. He's a Leo. Huh. And uh, yeah, there's certain features that you'll find on certain signs that tells you just by looking at a person what sign they are. Yeah. That's 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 awesome, man. I could see that though. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try that out and see if it see if it works. Um, some of them it may it may be hard, but definitely the lion or the bull, you know, the ram, you know, mm-hmm. he's uh, would would be a lot easier. Um, yeah, second, the book's right here. Okay. Like I said, everybody, uh, if you guys have questions, you want to get in on the conversation, this is your chance. We want to make this interactive. Give us a call. I'll say the number is seven two four. Four 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 seven four four four. When you call in, put in the uh, ID number, which is seven eight six four three. Push pound, and then your ID number will be one, and it'll put you in queue, and we will take your questions. Okay, this this is the book. It's called Personalities of the Zodiac, and uh, you can you can you have to go to the guy's website. It's William Shreeb, uh to order it, but it's fascinating, and it really shows. Hogan's oh, on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of personality. Here's another one that he wrote, uh, Dance of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love my books. Um, you can learn so much outside yeah. of you know, listening to a video, which everyone wants to do. They want to take the, the easy way out. And I do that a lot myself, too, because yeah. when I'm working, I'm multitasking. And I'm always listening to some kind of metaphysical interview or show. Yeah. At night, I fall asleep to <laughs> to stuff like that. And uh, Strange stuff happens when you do that, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's much better than falling asleep watching TV, you know? Yeah. yeah. I definitely fell asleep at night with earbuds in my ears listening to uh, Manly P. Hall. Just mm-hmm. going to sleep. Listening. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Manly Love. P. Hall. There's so many great lectures that he's had. Wow. He's just a whole wealth of knowledge, man. I, I'm starting to collect some of the older books of his, and I just got one in today from... Blavatsky. Now, I'm not real big on her work. I I, I know who she is. I, I've never read any of her books, but um, I did get her book, um, The Key of Theosophy. Okay. And it was it was written in uh well it was this version came out in uh, 1889. So it's like I posted a picture on Facebook. It's like holding a relic, this old piece of antiquity, man. I just like there's something about those those older books, and I think that reading these type of materials not just listening to it but taking the time to get quiet and just read does something too so i've recently started reading again where i would listen to a download or listen to an audio lecture i'm like you know what let me read let me let me slow down at least for a few minutes before i go to bed and open a book and just calm myself instead of because i'll go 90 to nothing hit the bed mm-hmm. that's what i do and i'm like you know what I, I <laughs> you know i got to get back to those days man <laughs> yeah you know I just I just received a uh, the the Anastasia Cedar series. I think it's called. Um, it's a series of nine books that I'm. I just received it today, so I'm looking forward to reading that. I just finished a, a book by Tracy Damron, okay. uh, Feathers, which was wonderful. Uh, highly highly recommend that book as well. But yeah, I've got a ton of books that are in my bookcase that are I, I just thoroughly love. I, I I really love reading the Dolores Cannon. Yeah, convoluted uh, uh, universe series. I, I love all the stuff. Like she said, it it'll bend your mind like a pretzel and makes you think outside the box. And yeah. uh, anything that gets gets you to go outside the box, I'm all for because that's where all the fun's at outside the box. Definitely, definitely, because it's real, man, and it's so it's real and 
I think I think this kind of ties in with the music a little bit and the movies like the stuff the stuff we take in it shapes our reality like like listening to music because that talks about this kind of stuff like at the time I was waking up I was introduced to different hip-hop groups that talked about UFO encounter that t- that broke down Manly P Hall lectures and put it in their music and I would listen to this I was listening to it in music I was reading it I was watching documentaries the more and more that I listened to this stuff and was around it, I found this stuff manifesting in my life. And it was, it was beautiful. Right. So I think there is a big part about that of like what we let in or like what we want. They, and it's kind of an intention as well. Like I'm going to get as much of this as I can and I want more, you know what I'm saying? And I think that they can see that and they sense that and they know, and I think, you know, the higher beings will show up for you because they know your intention. Right. Well, that's just like the law of, uh, the law of attraction, the secret, what you're putting out there is coming back. You right. put it, you're putting that intention and yeah. it's coming right back to you. And it, it works the same with love and gratitude. That's why I do that walk of gratitude. You know, you put that out there. You don't do it though to expect accolades or a pat on the shoulder or anything like that, but it just comes back to you. Uh, you know, the more good you do, the more it'll come back at you. And sometimes it might take a little while, some people, but it shows you the, the law of, of, attraction and how you can manifest instantly right now it's it's getting easier and easier to manifest as as we merge into the fourth dimension and prepare ourselves for the fifth dimension so what we're seeing right now is a lot of uh, manifestation that's coming up on the verge of fourth dimensional manifestation and beyond so it's it's really exciting it's so fast too because like man i remember um going up on this little retreat with a couple of guys and um, trying psilocybin for the first time and, and putting that to a, uh, you know, we tried psilocybin in a float tank and it was my first time doing it. And um, spent the night at the float tank shop, man, my buddy of mine owns one and did that. And um, we went and seen a healer the same day. And just, I had these intense feelings of wanting to be a healer, but it was, it seems so far away. It's like, man, you'll never, you can never be that. And it's like, no, I want it. And then like source was dealing with me and said, no, you're not going to be, you already are. And just showing me throughout my life of like my intention and the things that I do and the, the intention that I put in my music, like you're not going to be a healer. You already are. You're just going to manifest what's already within you. Don't look at it like it's something outside of yourself that you want. Can I please be a healer? No, it's already within you. Those desires are there for a reason, that strong urge, man. And on that psilocybin journey, it definitely brought it out. And within, man, a couple months, like it was something that I really wanted to happen and didn't see, I couldn't see it happening. I'm not well-spoken. Um, I didn't know if it, you know, people wanted, if I was to do guided meditations, I, I would listen to my voice, you know, these different doubts that would come in, right. That kind of distract you, but I wanted it, man. And I was speaking it and I was telling people and stuff. And then I started doing sessions and, started doing open sessions where people were coming in and people are just dropping the tears and people are, are, are feeling like God, they're encountering God while we're talking, having these sessions and stuff, man. And it's like blowing me away that like, man. So it got to a point where I have to check myself before I would do it. I was like, what are you doing? Like, because two months ago, this, there was no way that this was going to happen. And then it manifested like doing sessions with people, it was filling up. And I was like, oh my God. And I jumped into it really quick. And um, 
there's power in that man that the whole and, and so I, and so that's why like knowing the power there is there for good but it's polarities as well it works for evil too i think that's why i'm so big on like being careful like like what type of stuff we're entertaining and stuff too because the mind is powerful the thoughts the words so watch how we use them man we use them wisely you know but i hope that encourages somebody man that you can manifest it you can make it happen like your dreams and desires like there's so many layers of healing to it too man people feel unworthy they feel like they've never had nothing and they always have to serve you know what i'm saying and they can never be exalted or they would never be trusted with money you know different things that we have even me i had to get over a lot of stuff because you know thinking that i was supposed to walk you know the lowly road and be a poor righteous teacher and the righteous aren't supposed to have this type of money and income i had to get over that those ungodly beliefs man and kind of keep that stuff to the curb and, and manifest it and um it, it's it's powerful man I, so i appreciate you coming on talking about this stuff too it, it, and having you on encourages me again man to go deeper on, on the places that i see in the future to try to manifest it and do the work to get it it's a lot it is a lot of work you know it is it is but you know what i think i think that what you're saying right here is spot on that you were probably a healer in a past life and that you can draw on that because ultimately time doesn't exist you know we're we're locked into saturn father time chronos uh as ironically saturnalia right now which mm -hmm. is a week long of debauchery and yeah whatever the, you know celebrated by the pagans years ago years <laughs> ago but um you know this this time of the year right now um at that Time doesn't exist. And if you were to go back, as a matter of fact, on N5D, if you look it up on the upper right-hand corner, there's a search box and there's a free past life regression MP3. And what you do is you listen to it as you're about to fall asleep and it triggers a past life. So it would, wouldn't surprise me that if in a past life you were some kind of medical healer, uh, maybe a shaman or something like that. Some kind Definitely. of something with medicine. It wouldn't surprise me at all if you were to check that out. So yeah, give it a yeah. shot. Let me know. Is that is that, is that completely random or is it? Uh, does it work through your blood bloodline like that? Your ancestry? Well, for me, I, I only did it once, and it was a fascinating past life that I had. Um, I was a Mayan elder, and it seemed to be not. I think it was in the area of maybe Belize. Or so, but it was during the Spanish Inquisition, and as the Christians were parading through my village, they threatened to kill me if I didn't convert to Christianity. And I lied, and I said I would. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I lied to them because I wanted yeah. to pass on the indigenous knowledge to my children and grandchildren. Um, so that they, you know, that's probably what led me to questioning questioning yeah. a lot about Christianity as well. And right now, you know, my belief is that all religious texts should be four words, love everyone, respect everything. That's all you really need to know. Mm -hmm. All that it boils down to. Is, yeah. Yeah, love. I mean, I, I, think, I think I agree with you, man, because there's so many different um, interpretations and everybody's right in their own mind. That's the whole perception thing that I'm big on is the perception of like been around a lot of religious sects and uh, yeah especially Christianity, but the different denominations who are like gung ho with this or gung and they, and they, they all have something different to say, man. So it, it is hard to, uh, 
to really find out, you know, if you are a Berean, like if you do want to study the text. And I, I, I find it beautiful, man, just all the ancient text. And because and, I, I, think, I think whenever I read it, man, it makes these encounters that I'm having, like I read about those encounters in the Bible. I read about those encounters uh, in, you know, the Testament of Solomon about encountering demons and encountering spirits and, and, and fighting them. And they talk about UFOs and like all of this ancient text. It really, everybody's, everybody has different things, man. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, draws them and that they're called to. Um, but uh, um, we're, we're coming up on the second hour. We do have a caller in the, uh, on the line and I'm going to bring in the uh, co-host, which is, Mr. Leo Henry, I'm going to bring him in and we'll take this call. And like I said, if you guys have questions or comments, feel free to call in and join us over at mythicist.me for the second hour um, and just click on second hour. It'll bring you right to it. Uh, thank you. Thanks to everybody for supporting us. And we will continue over there. Take your calls, questions, comments, and talk some more about these spiritual encounters here in a few minutes. Peace. Awesome. Okay. So hopefully Leo, I believe I know who this is on the, on the line. Okay. We'll bring him in. I know you can hear my heart when I'm talking, man, cause I've, I'm just in a place where I'm just like wanting it so bad again, you know, <laughs> I have so much work that I got to do and I know what I got to do. It's awesome. It's all part of it though, man. Oh yeah. Can't just mope around and uh expect it to happen, you know. Just give me a second, I gotta set uh put this other link up. Do I have time for a cigarette real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Awesome. I'll be two minutes. All right, cool. Yeah, you you fine. All right, cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Otis. Hello. Lee Otis. Yo. There we go. Hey. Hey, he stepped away for a smoke, but uh I'm getting this other stream set up. I think Watchman's on the line. Let me um see what the questions are in the chat. Okay. Um I'm trying to set this up right now. Mm. Hour one. Need hour two. Let me take that. Let me take the stream key. Settings. Video. Broadcast. Bob, excuse me. Was I, I wasn't paying too much attention to the chat. Yeah, no, I didn't really see any questions. Like I was asking people, if you have questions, go ahead and leave them now. Okay, we have. We it looks like we only have. Angles and see. Check here. Uh, no. Checking it. Hey, what's going on, Greg? Hi, Leo. How are you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Good, brother. It's a beautiful night. Oh yeah. Where are you at? I'm over here in Austin, Texas. Okay. All right. Cool. Originally from San Diego. Okay. As we were talking about the oceans, I'm getting all excited because I'm thinking about the Pacific Coast. 
Oh, cool. And, and then I was, I was listening to you earlier talk about how important it is to ground yourself in the ocean. And I can't disagree with you on that one. Like it's so important for me as well. I'm a, I'm a sea hippie at heart. Awesome. Awesome. You know, where I live, uh, we have the number one beach on Siesta Key. Oh, and wow. the, sand, the sand is 99.9% quartz crystal. It's completely oh, unique to anywhere. Um, somebody, uh, there's a, uh, an article online where they call it one of the 22 crystal cities that is coming to the, uh, to the world. It's one of the crystal cities. So it's, it's truly magical. As a matter of fact, on Sunday nights, we have drum circles on, on the beach. And uh, when you combine the energy of the, the drums with the 99.9% quartz crystal sand, it's just a, an amazing experience. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, everybody needs to definitely ground themselves in something. Everybody needs a black rock. Yes, definitely. That's definitely like that inner center. My yeah. black rock, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, going to the beach, but, like, snorkeling. Um definitely scuba diving, body surfing, um, swimming with the fish, interacting with the marine life. <laughs> like it's Even one of those things where it's like you have, no, like this is a legitimate thing. If you're, if you're, if you have a connection to the ocean, you'd be amazed how many things will swim up to you. And I've had seals just swim up to me and just interact with me and swim around me and it's just, it's one of those okay, things. We, okay, yeah, we need to get this on, on air. Let's talk about that ocean right now, or, or okay, the, sure. the quartz crystal sand. Okay. We'll go back to uh, that. That sounds right, really let me, All right, let me go ahead and click live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back live with the second hour at mythicist.me. We are live. We're streaming. We're good. We got some calls coming in. We're going to jump to the caller on the line. Give us one second. Before we jump to the caller, we were just talking about the what was known as the most beautiful ocean on the on the planet. What would you say? You were well, saying yeah. one of the most unique because unique. of its properties of the sand properties. So um, I was asking him. Um, I'm originally from San Diego, California, and I I'm, I have a really deep, rich connection to the ocean. And he was expanding upon how uh, unique the ocean sand is in his area. I don't know if you want to go ahead and reflect on that again. I thought that was beautiful. Sure, sure. Where I live is uh, the number one beach in the United States, and uh, the the sand is 99.9% quartz crystals, completely unique from any other sand on any other beach anywhere. Um, I believe that Atlantis is off the Gulf Coast because of the sand. It's my own personal belief. It's also, there's an article online that you can check out they say that uh, Siesta Key in the Sarasota area is one of the 22 light cities that's coming to the new earth. So mm-hmm. I, 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 there's a diamond grid, as a matter of fact, that's in this area that goes all the way up to, I believe, Bradenton and all the way down to Venice, uh, Florida, that, that protects the area. And it, I'll tell you what, when you go there, on Sunday nights, we have drum circles. So when you combine the energy of the drums, and with with the ninety nine point nine percent quartz crystal sand, it's just an oh, vibrational state that you can manifest. Is oh, I, I'm sure it makes it gives you goosebumps. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've sat there and meditated on the sand while the drums are beating, and I've seen UFOs fly over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's magical. Yeah, I think, fact, I, think, I think it adds something to what you're saying too about the whole 
Atlanta staying and seeing the UFOs appear there because, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, um, Mexico, there's been a lot of stuff down here. I'm close to Pensacola and Jordan Maxwell talks about being from, from there and having a lot of experiences as well from uh, Gulf breeze. And when Dr. Stephen Greer had a big gathering down here, they had all types of stuff uh, appear that actually made the newspaper. These ships that came in and made it actually made it in the paper was some that they went out and made contact with. So I think there is something going on with the uh, the Gulf here. Definitely, you know, I I I had a uh, I opened up my third eye uh, fully about six seven months ago, and I got this third eye vision while I was on the beach of this huge mothership that comes up over Siesta Key. Uh, so there's something. That truly is amazing, uh, it, and it is. It has a lot to do with the energy and the quartz crystal sand. You can walk on that sand in the middle of summer. It could be 95 degrees out, but the sand is as cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, you can walk barefooted on it easily any time throughout the summer, and it's just. It makes me wonder what you could possibly do. Like the the possibilities are endless because I know that quartz are highly programmable. I know quartz are 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 they amplify. I know quartz can be used to do healing. So, I mean, I wonder if you can program the area that you may be standing in to amplify, to program the sand for specific healing. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. This that's is an organite. Yes. Uh, that's beautiful. Yes, and it has the Siesta Key sand in it. Wow. You, did you have someone make that for you? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love organite. Or um, a lot of people uh, don't realize that there's actually a movement behind that. The installing organite under cell phone towers in certain areas where these radio waves will be disrupting people's um, auric field, and they're wow. there to stop this this radiation radio waves. And um, that, there's a big movement behind that. But uh, that's something where we're so, we're completely bombarded by these these energies on a daily basis: wireless signals, analog signals you know, all these different signals that may be interacting with our, you know, our Merkaba. Yeah. You know, and in, in June, uh, Michelle Walling drove from Sarasota to California and she had a bunch of smaller uh, organite pyramids made with the Siesta Key sand in it. Wow. And she, while she was driving over any body of water, she would throw one out the window, car window and put it, throw it into a river or, yeah, the, the intracoastal waterway or whatever, all these different bodies of water. And she anchored the energy all throughout the United States. And then afterwards, when she got back, we went to Bimini uh, for the summer solstice. And we met with a group of people out there. And we also brought some more organite Amazing. pyramids out there to help anchor the energy because Edgar Casey believed that the road to Bimini was, or the road to Atlantis was in Bimini. So we went out there and did a, a, a beach meditation and uh, anchored the energy with all the pyramids that were there, along with all the pyramids in the world uh, throughout. So there's a lot of things that, you know, you do as a light worker, you don't really tell people about. The but, secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we have some callers that are that are wanting to chime in and, and kind of probe your mind. Do you mind if we go in that direction real quick? Sure, let's do it. Okay, okay we have a call from South Alabama. Caller, you are live. Do you have a question or comment? Caller from Alabama. No, uh, <laughs> not definitely. Um, yeah, Watchman, so, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, man, uh, blessings, namaste. No, definitely. Um, 
Greg, I'm just listening, you know, I'm kind of just fast, you know, I'm just fascinated listening to some of your, you know, some of your work and, you know, some of the things that you do. I think that, you know, a lot of the, I think a lot of your ideology kind of, um, you know, hit hits home with me, you know, so I'm, and I'm kind of familiar with, you know, how to uh, branch off into the other, you know, realms, so to speak, in the other dimensions but I'm always open to receiving new information. So what I what I know you know normally do, and and whenever I've made contact and and reached out to other um, interdimensional beings, so to speak, um, you can call them aliens, angels, or you know whichever you know suits your fancy, I guess for that for the moment or conversation. Um, you know what I'll do is you know maybe get into you know get into what, you know, was known as the Holy Spirit, you know, spend some, spend some time in meditation and, and, and get deep, you know, deep entranced into that spirit. And then it seems as if um, these beings are, I'm able to make contact with them. They can make contact with me. What, what do you uh, do specifically maybe in part of your, I guess, um, going about, if you was to go, if you were to want to make contact, uh, I guess with the, with an angelic presence, uh, what would be, I guess, in your tool bag, so to speak, that you would be a go to for you? Well, you hit the nail on the head. You're already doing it. Um, what I do is, um, I have a video on the N5D YouTube channel, and there's an article on N5D about how to open up your third eye. And what I recommend is that you, right before, when you go to bed, make sure you're really, really tired, okay? And uh, okay. Get, into, get your mind into that meditative state where you're just about to fall asleep, but you're still also focusing on the third eye. And what's going to happen at that point is that you're going to start seeing, with your eyes closed, you're going to start seeing these swirls. They could be blue or purple or white. Um, and it's, energies are going to start swirling, and that's showing you that you're so close to having your third eye open. And if you can hold that train of thought for a short period of time, what happens is your mind is in the alpha state at that point, and uh, you're going to start seeing th- those images come in clearer and clearer. But here's the part where it answers your question. When I was a kid, I would hear people talking as if they were in a room next to me, but it wasn't my parents. I, I would hear these voices right when I was just about to fall asleep. It's when oh, my yeah. mind was in the alpha state. And uh, as, it, as it turned out, I learned that I was able to channel then, and I was channeling these beings from Zeta Reticuli. Grace, yeah. basically. Not all grays are horrible or bad, and you know, <laughs> just like you know, anyone here on this planet is you know, you have your share of idiots and you have your share of great people, you know. So I found that I was channeling these uh, gray beings from Zeta Reticuli Quadrant Z, uh, and uh, so if you really want to do that, try try listening to the video or checking out the article on N5D.com, and uh, listen to that over and over, and make sure that you can get your mind in, into that alpha state. And uh, from that point forward, you might open your third eye really quickly or you might start channeling. Who knows? But it's really exciting. And, you know, if if you are able to start channeling or get your third eye open, let me know. No doubt, no doubt. 
Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I I don't think I, you know I'm as afraid of the Grays as a lot of people are. You know, I mean, I guess there probably <laughs> are some there are some bad Grays, you know, so to speak, that you you know maybe on the wrong side of things. But I think that most of them, you know, in Scripture, you know, the Bible would indicate that you know if the if the angels, you know, if one third of them were fallen, then that would mean that two thirds of them were not fallen. So then you would have to believe if you believe that extraterrestrials are indeed angelic in nature, which I do, um, then you would have to believe that two thirds of them would be the good guys. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but they can't yeah. come here. That's what, that's what the, the, the Christian church will tell you. They don't come here. Only the demons come here. <laughs> That's what they teach you, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Or, or do they? Or do they? It is crazy. Uh, I do believe that they come here. I think they still are here. I think they're here all the time. I think a lot of times they try to hide themselves, you know, so that you we won't see them because it will freak us out, and they know that, you know. But I've actually found that lot, some of these great beings are actually kind of cute. Um <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ones that were, were, were revealed by the Lockheed Martin scientist that uh, released that video after his death. Those pictures of those great beings that he was flipping up there on that video were kind of cute, you know. And I would like, I, I wouldn't be like uh, alarmed or scared of that being, you know, but rather I'd be intrigued by it and be like, man, you can, you, you, you got to be a good guy, you know what I mean? Like I can just tell by looking at you, you're, you're a good, you, you know, you're on the right team. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones, the ones that I channel. The ones that I, that I channel are just really. They are really good people, and uh, they just want what's best for humanity. Because I, I think that they are us, you know, in, in a future timeline. Yeah. And uh, yeah. right now, it's just more about the preservation of humanity and uh, making sure that we all survive and are able to move forward. But I, I think what's going on right now is with these waves of energy that are coming through. Uh, no one really has anything to worry about because that's going to totally transform humanity and consciousness as we know it. I think it's big that we don't even hear that term anymore. I know, like, for me as a kid, the 80s and 90s, like, it was the abduction phenomenon. So-and-so's got abducted. There's movies about it. It's selling abduction, abduction. I, I, don't, I don't hear anybody coming out anymore saying, I was abducted. They, they took me to the ship. They beat me up. They put things in me. Oh my God. I don't, I don't hear that anymore. Maybe I'm not in those circles. I don't know, but I hear the contact, the contactee and the experiencer and those out there initiating contact. And it's all been beautiful. That's you just know, me. There, there's a video I just listened to, and I wish I could remember the names that were on it, but there was a conference and basically each of the speakers at the conference were all representatives of the grace. And it was a really fascinating I had a I had an amazing experience, kind of what you're expanding on there, Greg. That um, I used to work for the Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles for a couple of years, helping to organize that and 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 do different things for it. And I would say some of the most amazing contacts I've ever had with extraterrestrial beings happened at that event. You would be amazed how much they've permeated our cultural landscape. They walk amongst, uh, among us, amongst us, and we may not even know it. We may, I mean, we can feel it, we can sense it. And some of those encounters where I'm talking to people, the way I talk to them, you know right away that they are, they're, trans they're either transmigrated beings or they're beings that are not from here. 
are beings that were uh, from another place and now are here in physical form. But you can feel it um, in the way they interact with you, the way they vocalize themselves, their mannerisms, the way they touch you, the way they, it's, it's amazing uh, how that happens. But I was gonna ask you, how would you say, uh, what would be the most effective way to, to kind of decipher who may be or who may not be one, uh, one of those beings? Uh, would it be a level of clairvoyancy or uh, empath, empathic ability? Um, have you ever felt one when you were out and about? It's funny you said that because uh, it's, it basically boils down to discernment. Mm -hmm. um, I was up in New York to visit my daughter. Uh, each year we make uh, seasonal ornaments and uh, this is our 22nd year of making them. And uh, so I'm staying at this hotel uh, on Main Street uh, in the town I, I'm, I'm from. And I go outside and I see this guy playing a guitar. He's busking. Uh, Buskers, you know, people that play uh, um, uh, an instrument in, like in the subway or, you know, they leave their guitar case open. You give them a, a donation for their energy and their efforts. So I'm out there and I, I'm sitting down and I see this guy playing his guitar. I'm watching and people are walking by and only one woman gave him a dollar. And I saw the energy that he was putting out and I, I, I just wanted to help. So I, I, I put a 20 into his guitar case and we started talking. His name is Andrew. He's 16 Aww. years old. He had a full beard. I mean, a beard that a 16 year old shouldn't have. Right. And uh, there's something different about him. And I was talking to him about the Anunnaki. I was, I was looking at his name because I, I study etymology a lot and the prefix on Andrew, Andrew, Anunnaki, you know, I, I wondered if there was a connection there and he was actually familiar with the Anunnaki. So we had a great chat. He let me play his guitar a little and uh, I started walking away. I got about 10 seconds away and turned around. I wanted to, wanted to get a picture of him and he was gone, nowhere to be found. I mean, it would have took longer for him to put his guitar in his case, to buckle his case yeah. up and walk away. There was nowhere. He was nowhere to be found. And that was either an incarnated angel to see what faith is like here on this planet. Is there still goodwill? If I'm going to go out there, will I have, you know, the support of people out there to, to show goodwill? Or it could have been a member of perhaps one of our, our star brothers or sisters that came down on the ship to see what things are like here, to test out, um, you know, wh where humanity is heading. So you, you never know what's going to happen. And you hear stories about this all the time, but when it finally happens to you, it really leaves a, a warm feeling in your heart to know that, they're out there. Do you subscribe to the idea of the International Galactic Federation uh, looking over us, or do you have another term or for that, for some type of uh, federation that may be looking over the Earth or the universe or different planets? Um, I guess, and then from there, do you feel that we are being watched over by, let's say, the Pleiadians or other um, beings that are more developed than us consciously? Well, we're definitely being watched over by whom? Yeah, you hear all these terms, the Federation of Light, the Galactic Federation of Light, and all these different, yeah. you know, I don't know, honestly, for sure, if any of those are real or not. But I, mm -hmm. I do know that we are definitely being watched over by our star brothers and sisters. I think that they're many of the ones that we're seeing as UFOs at night when we, when we go outside. That cigar-shaped UFO that I saw that was coming off the coast, yeah. mothership. Yeah. Um, I'm quite sure that that was uh, my star brothers and sisters. Now I had a, uh, 
a reading by this woman, Lavendar, um, and uh, she's an amazing uh, psychic. I've interviewed her on my own radio show. Her name's spelled L-A-B-A-N-D-A-R. And what she does is she looks at your, your birth chart, and depending on the degrees that are in certain houses, she can tell if you actually have a Pleiadian lineage. And um, she actually did my reading, and she said, I'm highly Pleiadian. I have a lot of uh, the Pleiadian markings. And she said that my ship is called the Star of Bethlehem, and that I'm one of the commanders on that ship, or captains, or something like that. But uh, So... Uh, I'm down here on a mission, apparently, and uh, here I am. But, you know, as a matter of fact, I have had dreams of being on the ship as well. So it makes you wonder, you know, are, are dreams reality or is mm-hmm. this, this the real life or, is, or, or are our dreams the real life? I would, I would definitely say some of these dreams have been more realistic than my day-to-day life uh, in terms of lucid dreaming, astral travel. I feel like they are definitely uh, unraveling in a different dimension than what I'm experiencing right now. And they do influence, you know, our day-to-day living. So let I, me ask all you guys a question here uh, relating to dreams. Myself, I don't see old people in my dreams. Everyone's young. My parents are probably the oldest people I see and they're probably in their forties. I'm 57. They're younger than I am in my dreams. Myself, I'm in my, late 20s i'm I'm, uh, probably like 28 do you guys see old people in your dreams i can't recall old people it always comes back to my mind man when i was a kid hearing um the psychic sylvia brown everyone's 30 in heaven everyone's 33 or whatever you know what i'm saying And that always comes back to me you know I think, I think you're onto something there, Greg, because a lot of them are children. I agree. A lot of the things that I interact with in my are younger. Yeah, I don't know about old people. Middle age, middle age people. Middle age, yeah. That's a very interesting. Why do you ask? Well, you know, my 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 sister Lola passed away in 2011 uh, from kidney related issues, and she's visited me several times in my dream, and she's always late 20s. And, you know, we've spoken, uh, she told me the first time um, why she didn't speak to me at all. She eventually spoke to me. She said, it's not your time. And then eventually she kept coming to me in my dreams and we've had conversations. Here's a great story too. My father, uh, right after my sister passed away in 2011, his biggest regret was that he couldn't hug her one last time. And he told my mom that. And that night he had a dream where my sister came up and she knocks on the door. He answers it. And it's, it's my sister Lola and he opens the door. He goes, why don't you just come in? You know, your family, you're welcome here. She goes, I just wanted to hug you one more time. So, and she looked like she was in her, according to my father, in her twenties, her mid to late twenties, which is the exact same way she looks to me when I dream about her. So, you know, even though she's passed on, she's on the other side, she's still young. And that's the way I see myself and everyone else apparently in my dreams. There's definitely something very unique about dreams. Um, like I myself uh, read many of these holy, holy texts and there's, it's very interesting how these, these entities visit us in dreams. And um, a lot of the interactions that we have in the dreams are deciphering the, or, or helping you to decipher where it is you're being guided to. And um, I think dream reading, dream interpreting is, is very important 
and it's a lost art. You know, it's it's, it's really something that it needs to be expanded upon. There's there's a beautiful scripture. I stu- I study the scriptures, man. Um, I relate every. That's how my mind works. I've just been a I've just been a theologian, and uh, um, there's the scriptures that say that at night when deep sleep falleth upon man, God opens up his ear and speaks to them and seals it in the dreams and visions of the night. Totally. That's that's totally happening, man. Getting all kinds of stuff. And and so for me, it was the biggest thing for me is like warnings of of my personal life and um, not of like, because people have dreams of destruction and the world burning and they, oh, I had a dream. But even as David Wilcock puts it, it's not about the world burning or the world being destroyed. It's about your world being destroyed, right? And so when I have like unconfessed stuff in my life that I'm not dealing with and, and stuff I'm trying to run from or think motives that I'm trying to hide from God or hide from my family or something or hide from other people, or ill intentions, I'm plagued by that when I go to sleep. And I'll, and I'll have dreams, symbolic dreams of snakes, alligators, and tornadoes. And that's what they represent, these different things in my life that I'm running from and destruction's coming from, to me. I'm getting bit by the snakes. And I know they can represent something beautiful. Snakes can, wisdom is, wants to, you know, bite me and overtake me, wisdom and love. But you, that's why you have to discern the dreams. They're not so easily put. You know, we have it's signs and symbols, but definitely I, I see I'm plagued by, like if I have stuff I'm not dealing with. When That's why I, I trust even when people you know what I'm saying? Do you wrong or something like they have to go to bed at night. Like they have to put their head on their pillow and deal with that realm, deal with God, deal with the other entities who feed off of that energy and stuff. You know, we definitely deal with those things. When I was in college, I took a course called the psychology of sleep and dreams. And it was one of the most fascinating courses I've taken. And that, you know, the one thing I've really learned throughout my own spiritual pro- progression is that, the more you let go of the fear, the more your dreams become futuristic or like premonitions. And here's a great example. My ex-wife moved back to New York uh, in 2011, I believe. Um, after she moved back with my daughter, I had a dream of my daughter and I walking out of an apartment complex and my car was covered in an Easter egg shell. And it made no sense whatsoever, but I keep a dream journal and I wrote it down. A few days later, a friend of mine calls me up that owns a bar up there and uh, where I'm from. And he said, hey, Greg, I heard you're a killer bartender. Would you come up here and help me out at the bar? And I said, sure. And that gave me a reason to, to leave Florida. I dissolved my business and went back to Florida, uh, but went back to New York. So I drive up to New York. And of course, the first thing I'm going to do is see my daughter. So I drive up to her mom's house and I go there and I, She's out in the backyard and I give her this big bear hug. But as I'm hugging her, I realized what day it was, Easter Sunday. So that's what I, what I saw was that big Easter egg shell as my car and that I would be with my daughter on Easter Sunday. So yeah. write down your dreams because you never know how it's going to be played out and interpreted down the road. Yeah. Uh, and it'll make complete sense to you when that does happen. But like I said, once you eliminate that fear, your dreams can only be something positive. So, mm-hmm. you know live the, the good life to take the high road, work on your vibration, and you're going to learn a lot from your dreams. Okay, so speaking on vibration, um, what um, I, I know you pointed to your, your pyramidal copper structure that you have there, which is very unique. Um, what are some other techniques that people can do to, to really raise their vibrations or 
uh, expand their consciousness to uh, to these higher realms, these these other dimensions. Um, I know that um, you know as we move through these different frequencies, these different states, you know, from delta to beta to gamma, as we go forward into infinity, that we can go further and further out. But we kind of are always bombarded by these 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 frequencies that interrupt with it, interrupt our our, our ability to process. Um, whether it be radio waves, you know, wireless, whatnot, whatever we are being bombarded with. Um, what are some techniques that you may offer that help you um, other than, I mean, you stated going out to the ocean. Um, is there, uh, I guess, how important is diet? Maybe using sacred sacraments, stones, crystals, oils. Um, maybe some insight into um, your personal experience dealing with these different things. The sacraments. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to you about that too. Yeah. Well, it's basically anything that makes you and others feel well and good and happy that brings love and joy to other people. You know, mm -hmm. random acts of kindness where you do things for other people and they have no idea, you know. And I like I like doing like donations to websites that have no idea who I am. And uh, you know, just make a, a anonymous donation donation to them and you know, just share the love and, yeah. you know, and, 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 and for food too, you know, this is an interesting thing. I just heard this the other day, uh, Alba Wyman, I think her name is, she does QHHT past life regression. She was regressed this one person back and myself, you know, I try to eat organic as much as possible. You know, occasionally you're going to have a slice of pizza, you know, at a pizzeria and in, you know, darn well that, it's GMO tomatoes and whatever, but she, she did a past life regression on this one guy. And he said, it doesn't matter what you eat. You could eat ice cream all day long. It's what you think and your body is interpreting what you're ingesting. If you think that you're eating like a highly fatty food, what do you think is going to happen to you? Your thoughts are manifesting what's happening. He said, if you think that you're, you know, for example, if you're eating ice cream, but you believe that the, that ice cream is going to make you lose weight, and it's healthy for you. It's the placebo effect, effect, basically, you know, what you, it always helps to, you know, whatever you want to do, put the energy to bless, however you want to call or say it before you eat it, to put that energy into it, you know, and, and make it something that's going to be beneficial for your system. I do that with water where I, I put um, a diffuser in there and I add ozone into my water and put the thought and intention into the water that's going to open up all the codons of my DNA so I can, yeah. You put um, quartz crystals in your water? I haven't. No. I've heard uh, charging your water is very important. Water period in, in this movement is so important. I've, I've noticed that when I was at the Conscious Life Expo and just period all around, that people can be kind of a little picky about their water. They want the good water that's been passed. That's alkalinized. It's pH balanced. Yep, pH. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a pH ban. I've seen the highest I've seen is nine. Mm -hmm. uh, it, at my grocery stores, I've seen I've seen higher ones. But uh, water that's either like uh, positive or negatively ionized, or you know, it's charged with crystals. Um, what What is your take on that um, with respect to you know having alkalinized water or you know tapping into water from like aquifers or you know. You know, the purer, the better. And it's, once again, boils down to how it makes you feel. You know, people that live in the city that are using, you know, fluoridated tap water, 
you can put that energy into that water and make it into something that's beneficial for you. It's all mind over matter, you know, as long as it doesn't matter where you are, just like being able to ground yourself. You don't have to be on Siesta Key. You can do this in the, in the center <laughs> city at Central yeah. Park, you know, it's all a frame of mind and how you perceive things. So, you know, your thoughts are creating your manifestations and reality. So mm-hmm. be cognizant about what your thoughts are and where you're putting them. Cool. Well, we have another caller on the line. Um, I guess if you want to take another call. Uh, yeah, we got a call. I believe this may be Grim. Yeah, what's up? What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. How you guys doing? Doing well, brother. How are you? Doing all right. So I have a quick question for Mr. Prescott. So I either don't dream or don't remember my dreams. Is there a way I can fix that or remember them somehow? Yeah. As a matter of fact, my my teacher, uh, my psychology of sleep and dreams teacher, and there's a woman also, her name is Sonia Choquette. In her book, True Balance, she mentions this also. Before you go to bed, make yourself a glass of lemon water. And it could be lemon drops. It could be preferably some fresh squeezed lemon. Have a sip of that and drink that throughout the night, and you'll start to remember your dreams. You could also um, try melatonin, perhaps three grams or, or milligrams or five milligrams of melatonin. You might want to try washing the melatonin down with a little lemon water before you go to bed, but give those, uh, both of those a shot and see if that'll help you remember your dreams. And also ask your guides and angels too, to help put that intention out for you to remember your dreams too. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll leave you on the line, Graham. You can hang out with us. It's interesting. We, we, we had just done a show last, uh, our last show on the pineal gland in third eye. And uh, we were talking about how important melatonin is to the, the pineal gland, how it's the keeper of time. It regulates our sleep and our circadian rhythms. And uh, if someone has a calcified pineal gland or a pineal gland that's not trained enough, I mean, it could definitely affect your ability to, to have good dreams. Isn't or to that higher. The keeper of time, just like Kronos, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> Saturn, father time. I remember, look, dude. I've got a, I've got a funny uh, story about Father Time. I remember being in a church a couple of years ago. Um, I used to do gospel hip hop music, right? So I do a lot of church shows, and it's, it was a black church, real charismatic. And the guy was up there. He was like, "Okay," and there was a man, and this man had long hair. He had a long beard. Praise God. He had a long white robe, and I thought he was describing Jesus. This man, he held all time in the palm of his hand. This man's name was Father Tom. And I, it was almost like a punchline. I was like, is this, is this like someone's father. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. I just had to throw that in there. What's your interpretation of, of the pineal gland and the third eye, I, if, you, if, if we may ask you? I know it's a very subjective thing. That we talked a little bit about it at first as well. About you know he you know he does believe that there is techniques that you can do to open it and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I talked about that a little earlier, um, and you can find the video on N5D uh, YouTube channel or uh, just on N5D. Type in uh, how to open your third eye, and you'll find an article that I wrote with the video. But, well, I want I want to ask you about the um, the goggles as well. Like, 
have you seen any of the stuff that um, Ed Grimsley talked about, about the, the wars being fought in outer space, of things blowing up, of them shooting at each other and exploding? It? No, no, no. Um, what I see is, um, you know, I, I'll use a laser pen, and you can do this telepathically or you can say it out loud, but you just tell them, power up, and they'll go from, like, real small to real big, and <laughs> they'll get small. Sometimes they'll be just traveling across the sky and then just, take off 45 degrees in a different angle away have you have you ever seen them go into a star or it looks like they go into a star or pause on a star um but not into a star i've just seen them disappear you're tracking them tracking them i've also seen um anomalous call them airplanes but i know damn well they're not airplanes they're not blinking the right way and they're blinking completely different they're like cloaked ufos trying to fool you as an airplane. So also when you're, when you're looking out there, pay attention to the, the pattern of the lights that are blinking. If you do what, see a, a, an airplane, because what about the trajectory, because I know there's a lot of space debris out there, satellites, sure. a lot of, a lot of trash that unfortunately has been thrown out there because of our space mission mm-hmm. and satellite debris. How do you differentiate between a UFO and debris or satellites? It communicates. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll answer back, but also, you can get this app. It's called Sky, S-K-E-Y-E. And right. you pull it up there, and you can see what satellites are out there. So if you're following something and you, you think it might be a satellite, you know, get your cell phone out. And that's why I've got, I, I use two cell phones when I go out there. I've got one that has the Sky app and one that I can record with. So but, is, uh, it, is, it, is it true that they're saying that, like, um, the satellites that we can see are few and far between? They're not, like, back to back to back, or are they? Because I've heard that when when I seen I seen the special with uh, with James, they're saying there's like maybe one an hour or something. I mean, yeah, that's about right. I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, the, if you see probably ten UFOs in an hour, that's yeah. well, well, let's say yeah, ten ten in an hour, which is about right. Um, probably at least one of one or two of them might be a satellite, but the rest of them, no, no. Especially when they change direction and stuff. If oh, you see yeah. them going in the changing directions, they'll shoot off at an angle. You yeah. kind of know, I think. Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. Like I said, you can't go 10 minutes without seeing one, and sometimes you just see a bunch of them, and it's great. And I, I, I understand what you're saying, too, Leo, about um, I, I think uh, Cliff High, the WebBot guy, he's talked about seeing up in the Pacific Northwest, you know, these, these wars going on up there. I haven't seen it here in Florida. What about... Um, submerged unidentified uh, spaceships or entities. I know you're really IFO, in the ocean, so I'm, I'm sure you're seeing, you have to be experiencing something out there in the ocean when you're out there. I'm sure you walk out there at night a lot. I'm always looking. Uh, according yeah. to Lisa Renee, there's a, a vortex here, a huge uh, uh, vortex right off the um, coast of Sarasota. And that's one of the reasons why she was one of our speakers for the first N5D conference in 2013. And uh, she actually came here to close that vortex, that that portal rather, um, because the malevolence were going in and out and she had to block them off from from using that in a a bad uh, bad way. And it blew a lot of people away when when she mentioned that. But um, yeah, it's a very, uh, Florida especially being the, uh, the lightning capital of the world, apparently from what I understand, a lot of these um, UFOs are attracted to the, the lightning. Perhaps they're refueling or getting some kind of energy from them 
or whatever. But uh, yeah, Florida is a big hot spot for UFO activity. That's amazing. Maybe it's the water. It was, they're attracted to water. True. Yeah, that's quite possible. I, you know, I when I've gone on cruises, I'm always, you know, you're, you're on the middle of the ocean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always looking up in, in the sky. And one time we saw a UFO that was completely visible uh, to the naked eye, and we pointed it out to a bunch of people, and everyone, everyone on that was in our area on the boat was just like checking it out. It was really cool. Have you ever? Uh, visited any vortices like the Sedona vortex or have you ever had strange encounters visiting that or maybe even just because I, I from what I've read there's a, a large crystal pocket in Arkansas that goes for miles and miles across different states and uh, going back to what you're saying about crystals quartz crystals how there's always this amplified energy and the experiences with extraterrestrial beings are are amplified you see more there um we have a lot of people that talk about when they're passing through Arizona or New Mexico, they're seeing a lot of interesting, uh, not just uh, UFOs, but entities, shadow beings, you know. Um, I know Missing 911, uh, I don't know if you heard about that, uh, the the Missing People's Report, they were talking about that on Coast to Coast. Like, a lot of people go missing in New Mexico and Arizona mm-hmm. in terms of being alien abductions or people that are experiencing these different things out there. Have, have you ever had any interesting experiences out there? Uh, yeah, in, in yeah I have. As a matter of fact, I was out there with a friend of mine, Miriam, and uh, in, in Sedona, and we're just checking out all the vortices out there. We went to every one, and I would ask Mother Earth if I could take a few rocks from, from each one so I could bring them into my meditation circle. But we went to this one in particular called Boynton Canyon. And... Uh, we went there we went to the traditional spot where everyone goes and it was great. You know, you could feel the energy, the juniper trees there are all twisted like a, like a washcloth and you're wringing wow. it out. And the, the tree limbs are all twisted up there. So you can see the energy that's coming out from uh, particular vortices there in Sedona. But on our way back, I just had an inkling to pull over the car and stop at this one spot in Boynton Canyon. That's off the beaten path. So we get out and I go all the way up to this uh, mesa and plateau and I stopped and the energy was just shooting through me. The hair on my arms was standing straight up. I knew that I was in some spot that was really magical. So I took a couple pictures of the juniper trees up there. And when we got back, I, I, I uploaded them to my computer and I zoomed in on one and you can see an orb with a face inside of the orb. So that was really cool. So you can feel the energy and actually see something that was there and from what i understand there's a person called kamwitakapia or something like it's the 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 energy the woman of boynton Hmm. canyon i saw a picture i'm like wow that that looks like that looks like her in my picture caught in inside of an orb so it was really cool that's 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 not strange that you mentioned that name because because i've never heard of it but um when james gilliland was on coast to coast am this particular episode, I was listening to it coming from a Christian background, right? Uh, a caller called in, says he speaks an extraterrestrial language. Um, and they asked him to do it. And it, it was with, uh, with um, Art Bell. And the guy, he started speaking in that language. And that sounded exactly like some of the, the stuff he, he was saying. That name specifically sounded exactly like what he said. And it touched me like I felt it when he, when he said it. So much so that I went back and recorded that 
and put it in at the end of one of my songs. Mm, so, cool. so it's it's on it's at the end of um of Ghost, very end of Ghost that I put that on there if anybody wants to check it out. But that's very interesting that you you said that name like that. Mm-hmm. What is um? Did you get a chance to get any of the orange quartz crystals that were out there? No, unfortunately. You know what I'm talking about? Those beautiful orange quartz crystals. The tree uh, is it? Um, it, no, they're they're just quartz crystals. A, a lot of the sediments, um, mineralization from the clay, uh, it, it kind of stains the quartz crystals, and they become orange. And um, they're they're called uh, orange tangerine vortices crystals. Oh, cool! And they're no, very good for channeling. They're very good for spot healing. And um, I was able to grab a couple um, on my way when I was passing through there. And um, my plan is to make some jewelry with them. And Definitely use them for um, probably um, amplifying or dealing with my sacral or my solar plexus chakra, you know, trying to amplify that creativity aspect with Mm -hmm. them. But they're very beautiful, very beautiful crystals. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this about the the, um, laser that you use. Do you you use a green laser as far as the brand goes? And how far does it shoot out? I have a red one. And it's just like a little cheap one I got on eBay or something like that. How much was it though? Did you was it just a couple of dollars or did you yeah, get one like of those? A couple dollars, but I ended up buying some uh, expensive ones. I've, yeah. I've got one here. I know there's some that shoot out like 300 miles or 50 miles and stuff, and I'm, I'm probably going to be in the market for one. That's why I'm that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I've got one here, but the the, the battery on it is not. Uh, I don't know. It it just doesn't work. And it's it's one of those ones that that shoot out like ten miles, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I just got to find the right kind of lithium battery, and I haven't found it yet. So. Oh wow. Yeah. But it's not. No, I I, I said green laser. I think the company's called Wicked Lasers. Is it a Wicked Laser? I don't know. No, don't know. Okay, I know yeah. that's like the big brand everybody talks about. They look like lightsabers. It and... says laser pointer. Uh, okay. JD JD eight fifty. Awesome. Yeah. Have you ever had um? experiences while meditating oh yeah outside instead of i know you can do it through like easy night vision goggles but in terms of efficacy and the effectiveness of of being able to connect to them would you say it's more effective to do it through prayer and meditation connecting to them would they show you would they show themselves more to you than just trying to peek at them through a night vision goggle or you know annoy them with lasers (laughs) per se um, well, yeah, I, I, I you imagine them just flying by. Oh, they're pointing lasers at us. That'd be funny, them pointing lasers back at us. Oh, that would hey, look, me. a human. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I, I actually contact um, the Zeta Reticulized through channeling right before I go to bed. Um, so that's that's one way that you can do it. I wish it was that easy when you're outside looking for the UFOs to make them manifest that easily. I'll throw a little trick out there that I've, I've I've discovered. And if you can fight this fear, it has some beautiful, beautiful uh, effects to it. Uh, I would say swim out in the ocean in the middle of the night, just go out, swim as far out as you can. Once the waves settle, just float and stare up at the sky. So when I, Growing up in San Diego, California, we, we were right next to the ocean every day. Um, La, Jolla, La Jolla, San Diego, uh, Mission Beach, everything was just there. But my favorite was going out to La Jolla. And um, 
I was the only strange person that was out there in the middle of the night swimming, you know, oh, there goes that guy. So I'd swim far out once the, once the clouds would clear up and just kind of float in the water. And uh, I always got heat and slack from my family. You got to, you don't know what's out there, what's going to eat you, or, you know, if a riptide yeah. will get you. And, <laughs> like, you know, you put that fear aside yep. and you'd be amazed how well the ocean will take care of you and how well the, the animals in the ocean will respect you. And I've had instances where I've seen dolphins swim around me at night. I've seen shooting stars. I've seen things moving at night. So it's one of those things where it's like you, you find that place of solitude and you'd be amazed what you can manifest, you know, with, with that. I did that one time on a, I have a little boat. It's, you know, it's older than my daughter. It's like 24 years old, but it's a little boat that I take around the uh, intracoastal. And one time Michelle and I were just cruising, puttering around the intracoastal and, uh, I wanted to see dolphins and she's my witness on this. And I just said, dolphins manifest. And all of a sudden three dolphins jump out of the water right in front of wow. us. So you never know what's going to happen, who's listening and what you can manifest instantaneously. If there's enough will behind it, right. And there's enough faith in yourself. And yeah, I agree. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're Chris, on the show. You're on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Chris says, uh, he says, yes. Meditating while scuba diving is a trip, too. Scuba diving, yes. Plenty of time scuba diving at night with uh, torch lights, underwater torch lights. Oh, cool. Very fun experience. Yeah. I have a quick awesome, question. Yeah. Uh, is it good to meditate in the morning or at night? What's better? It's like buying gold whenever you have the time or the yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's always a good time to meditate. So, you know, whatever makes you feel good, whenever you feel is the best time, when you can find the time. Personally, personally, if I can, I like to do it early because you kind of set the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead, at the end of the day, trying to cram it in. Oh, I got to make sure I meditated or I want to make sure that I don't let the sun go down without doing it. So for me, if it's anything I can do, it totally sets the tone for the day. A lot of people that do transcendental meditation say the same thing. It gets their day off to a start. It's like a rush. Yeah. That first meditation yeah. in. So you put out because another cycle of your third eye is like do light and day or light and night. But wait, repeat that, Grim. I said the reason why I was asking because I know your third eye is. Um, like your pineal gland of that, like goes through night and day. Like it tells you when it's night and when it's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and once you're able to to open up your, your pineal gland, it doesn't matter whether it's day or night. Um, it's going to speak right. to you and show you things that are going to blow your mind in a great way. <laughs> okay. What's the what's the craziest thing you've seen while while stargazing versus just lights or cigars? Like, have you seen like, have you been stargazing and and seen entities flying low, like weird, like figures or so? I've, I've had those encounters where I like I'll be meditating, focusing out there, and then there's something that like looks like a phantom or like a looks like a a stingray, a ship that looks like a stingray, and it comes in low. Anything like that? Uh, not necessarily like that, but I'll just see entities sometimes that are just mm-hmm. sitting there um, next to me or beside me or it's like those times where you know you just turn your head 
and you see something right there and yeah. it's gone. It disappears quickly. Um, I've seen one time uh, when Michelle and I were on a cruise, I saw this entity standing at the base of her bed and an, an, another one on the side of her bed and the entity at, at the base of her bed kind of like jumped in her. So that might've been her astral traveling, but I, I don't know who the p- person on the side of her bed was because he had a, like a, a fedora on this, this hat and he was a shorter man. And then wow. he appeared, but um, I, I, I do see entities and orbs and stuff like that. So I, and, the thing is, I open myself up to it. I ask the universe, show me every, any, show me something that's going to make my jaw drop. And I yeah. still haven't, my jaw hasn't dropped yet. I, I want something that's going to just totally blow me away. Is there, any, is there any negative side effect to any of this or anything that we should be aware of when we're jumping into this that you yeah. give advice to people about before they just start experimenting with astral travel, uh, different types of, uh, of these new age practices or just, there's an endless potential of directions you can go in. Yeah. For, uh, What's the biggest piece of advice you can give someone in terms protect of protect yourself, money? protect yourself with white light Envision this white light that's coming from your, the center of, 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 of your heart and expanding outwards and just slowly envision that just going out as far as you can throughout the planet, galaxy, universe, and multiverse. And uh, ask your guides and angels to, to make sure that you, you are protected throughout uh, your your meditation or a third eye experience or whatever. Um, okay. I know I that I have a, I have so a, caught up in the in like the utopian the the positivity and we can be a little naive sometimes. So there is definitely a need to be uh, on your on on the watch out on you know, on the lookout and being having a protection field up. Mm-hmm. Um, Without fear. Without fear, too. Yeah. Fear. Without yeah. fear, yeah. yeah. Not, not that you're afraid that someone's going to attack you or be attacked. You know, you're just asking for your guides and angels to help you out a little. And uh, from that point forward, just rest assured that nothing can hurt you. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. I was doing that third eye mirror meditation. I had already protected myself, but I saw that ogre type of image that was coming back at me. And I just asked it to, to leave. I knew he couldn't hurt me. Right. But, uh, you know... If you're going to d- dive down the rabbit hole, um, you are going to have some things that are going to be shown to you that most people would freak out over. Yeah. But realize that none of that can hurt you. None of that can get to you. And that as long as you stay grounded and within, and within yourself and ask that negative entity to leave in the name of truth, love, and light, they'll leave. They have to honor that. Beautiful. That shows the power in words. I was going to go back to that when you said that. You just knew it and you spoke it and it handled it. No, no battle is no, no fear. You said, and it, dude, there's a, there's a scripture and it comes to me, and it's it's helped helped us one night on a uh, really deep psilocybin journey. Perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. That rings so true, man. And uh, you know, because even even I don't know if you've ever done psilocybin or or you know had that sacrament, but. It could be scary, especially for new people. You don't know what to experience, but to go in with the love intention and walk in that, and it's it's beautiful, man. Have you ha- have you had encounters with that though, or anything that you know? Like I say, you know, we're talking about the fear too. I know that they kind of go hand in hand sometimes as well. I don't know if you've had any bad encounters or uh, life changing encounters as well. You know, you know, once 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 I found myself. You know, I, when I when I see like a, a negative entity, um, it's it's kind of like smudging your house. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask anything that's not here, 
only those of the highest vibration are welcome here. Those who are not right. highest vibration of truth, love, and light, I ask that you leave immediately. You know, you don't it, even show up anymore, right? Exactly. There's nothing to ever fear. Yeah. And after facing a stage three cancer in yeah. 2007, there's no fear of death. You know, what, what's the worst that happens? I cross over to the other side and I hang out with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big deal. You know, so yeah. it's nothing what, to fear. Yeah, that's why I tried to title the, the episode that like the different beings that are on these different levels, because it seems like whatever you're dealing with, um, if you're a negative person, if you're into bad stuff or curses and putting hexes on people, Sometimes when you do get in those realms, man, you see some of the entities you've been entertaining and that, that totally can be scary. And, and when I started out, I had those encounters, man, when I was a bad, I was like, you know, just doing stuff that wasn't night, robbing people, doing drugs and bad person. And, um, and I had those encounters, dude, like I was going to die and these entities coming for me. But now since I'm on the path of love and light, I haven't had, I haven't had that at all. I'll tell you everything, what. Everything has been been beautiful with the whole new agey, foo foo stuff. It has been. <laughs> you know? after, but, after, but I do know. I, I do remember those early days, though. You know. After speaking with a psychic, um, that bar I used to go to um, is haunted, in a good way. There's an old man that uh, is there, and he likes hanging out there because of the energy of. It's a college bar. He likes the energy of the uh, old people, and according to this one psychic. Uh, she, he said that uh, he believes that the men nowadays, the, the young men nowadays, don't have the chivalry that they used to have back in his day. But he likes hanging out there. And now my friend has these cameras, security cameras all over. And what you see a lot of times are orbs all over the place. Orbs, and, yeah. and orbs like hanging out with the younger generation. You'll see that it makes you wonder if they're um, perhaps um, – soul family that didn't incarnate yet that are just hanging out or what they are. I know Dr. Wayne Dyer talks a lot about orbs and how they can be even the spirit guides or mm -hmm. um, a reflection of, of entities that may be guarding you or protecting you or, um, and that they show up. They're, they're everywhere. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're amongst us right now. The thing that people have to watch out for though, especially at a bar is these negative entities will hang out over the doorways. Mm -hmm. And after you've had a few uh, cocktails and a couple drinks or whatever, and you're leaving, you're, you are so open to one of these things attaching onto you. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be careful if you do partake in alcohol and enjoy going out for a couple drinks, um, make sure that you, you know, you do protect yourself when you're entering and leaving a bar because you are open for some kind of attachment. Do you believe in ethereal courts or the, the concept of the ethereal courts? Yes. Do you have an effective way for cutting them that you might want to share with people? Uh, there is, it's, it's, it's not a, anything quick, but there is an article on N5D where you can look okay. uh, into that okay. and um, release the contracts basically. Good. Good. A, big you know, one, a lot man. of people hold on to a lot from their past that they yeah. don't know of. That's don't even them. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even know it. And it, it, it affects their relationships, their marriages, the way they treat people, um, man, the way they look at authority, all that stuff, dude, if they don't I deal think with we have the, I think we have the same necklace, don't we? Is that a flower of life that you're wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see now. Yeah, it's coming into focus now. It wasn't in focus. It's, it's that close. Yeah, it's a, I think it's the same, same one. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Also, yeah, my mom got this for me at um the Renaissance Festival. There was a there was a a Smith there who was making a bunch of stuff, and she got it for me for it's my Christmas present. I just got this, yeah. Nice, nice. It looks identical to mine. Mine's a uh, titanium. I bought it at had a uh, a conference in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, and one of the vendors I had there was selling them. It just it was calling my name. It's like jewelry, you know, certain rings that you you get that you have to get them. It doesn't matter what the cost is because they speak to you and yeah and there's some cheap ones though they're, they're all not expensive they're oh yeah cool yeah cheap ones you can find online so yeah. yeah definitely it doesn't it's not about the money if something speaks to you whether it's a quartz yeah. crystal or you know a yeah. ring or a necklace or whatever buy it you know yeah. like this one I, i've been wearing this one for i don't know a couple of years it seems like but that you know it only costs like five dollars but I, I love it it's it, it's me is it a type of seed that you have on it I have no idea. I bought it at a little surf shop shop here in uh, Siesta Key. Mala or Bodhi? It looks like Bodhi. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, five bucks. We are coming upon the end of the show. Um, Is there anything that we didn't cover? We covered so much, man, like I knew we would. (laughs) Anything that you want to plug? You you guys have any any conferences scheduled right now for 2017? Anything in the works? Nothing yet, but, you know, I just highly encourage people to um, drop by N5D.com. Uh, check us out on the uh, N5D Facebook page. I also have a, uh, a sister website. It's called BodyMindSoulSpirit.com, um, and it, it covers a lot of the stuff that I don't cover on N5D, uh, more towards the well-being and health, but also spiritual as well. So um, check out both of those websites. When are these conferences that you guys host? Spur of the moment, basically. Oh, yeah. they don't pro- you don't promote them from month to month. Put it together, and it depends on what we're feeling and, you know, it, what kind of theme we want to do. Um, oh. I, what I'm going to be doing, though, and I, I need to get together with Truthseeka um, about possibly getting um, a different format for N5D Radio. I really enjoy what he's doing with what he has right now with the video and audio and the call-in. So I might be trying to do something like that. We'll definitely help you out, make it happen, man. It's Appreciate it, bro. It's been a process. I'm enjoying it. We've we've only a couple weeks in, really, and we just this is the second week with the with the uh, phone calls. Mm-hmm. And it is it's got some tr- tricky stuff to set up, but you know we can make it happen, definitely. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, I guess before we go, I wanted I wanted to ask, you know, how how did did the conference go? I seen pictures and stuff like that. Did it, it did it, uh, you know go good? They always do. Um, especially here in Sarasota, because it's such a, a, a great place for people to come, not just for the conference, but to participate in the drum circle the following day and uh, to really wrap it up with a high, something uh, very high vibrational, yeah. along with meeting so many different people. They always sell out right here. So, wow. And I'll be uploading um, throughout the week, uh, next couple of weeks, all of the uh, clips anyway on the N5D YouTube channel. So. Great. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. It was a blessing. Pleasure. Look forward to working with you in the future. And anytime you want to come come back on here, totally got an open seat, man. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. you. Take care, guys. Love. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, staying to the end. We, we do have some troopers hanging out with us, man. This is awesome. So, yeah, everybody, thanks for keeping it live on the, the, the chat room on the website. We've had a lot of people online talking, having conversation. Uh, Chris, Nevada, um, Aaron, all of you guys, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Grim is still on the phone line, breathing heavy. 
I'm just joking, man. <laughs> Am I really? Man. Dude, no, you're not. I'm joking, brother. Exactly. That's what I do, man. So thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We'll be back next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace. Much love. Awesome. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate uh, you coming out and hanging out with us, man. Hi, so. Thanks, man. Um, would you mind if I copied the video off and shared it on the N5D YouTube channel too? Totally. No, totally, awesome. man. Yeah, it'll Great, kind of help man. promote what we're doing, man. So we're yeah, still kind of, kind of grassroots, man, trying to put this stuff together as well. So. Yeah, I'll put all your information that you have on your video in the more info section. Hopefully it'll drive people over. Awesome, man. Yeah, if you have any open seats, dude, I'd love to come on your show, dude. Oh, that'd be cool. That, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do, we got lots of we can lots more we can talk about. Man, I know, dude. I, yeah. I enjoyed it, and I want to tell you, like, truthfully, man, and you know, I kind of opened up, and I was telling Leo, like, whatever I'm doing, whatever comes out, is a direct um, correlation of what I'm going through. Like, I'm just yeah. open. It's it's gonna come out. We were talking earlier, and he was referencing the brothers when he was talking earlier about. Leo, <laughs> uh, talking about about letting go of your past and how yeah. the past we, we hold on to this idea about the past that we want to return to that that stage in, in time where it was just so perfect and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was funny when he was mentioning that because we were having that conversation. So it's so true that you know everything that we're experiencing in our day to day lives should be a reflection of what we're talking about and what we're yeah. uh, ex- expressing to others. But it's um. It's, and that's one of the things I admire about Derek, you know, putting everything that you talk about as a reference to where you're at in your life. Yeah, and, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just leaving this conversation encouraged, you know what I'm saying? To really take that, that step, you know, you know, of faith, man, to, to the next level of like walking into manifestation. Cause I've, I'm getting these dreams like crazy of like what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, and, the steps have been hard and then the diet has, you know, hurt me and the, uh, the meditation and the prayer, like I, I don't do it as much as I should and stuff. And like, I miss those days. I miss the synchronicities and stuff. They don't happen like they used to. I don't know if they're supposed to, I don't know. I'm not sure, but they don't. It's all happening exactly the way it's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're going to get, get these messages coming in real soon. And you're probably already, already getting them guiding mm-hmm. you. Like you said, you know, it's constantly happening and just listen and follow. Yeah. And it's going to be really exciting where it leads you. It's, I think it, it is very simple for someone like me as far as like knowing what I have to do. That's what Leo says. Like, look, we already know what we have to do. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of connecting that, you know, those dots and actually just doing it. A lot of small steps, just take the baby steps and then everything kind of works out. You know what I'm saying? The diet, the, the sleep patterns. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that, that you need, you know. It'll all unfold. Yeah, appreciate all you coming right, on, later. brother. Let's connect, man. All right. Take Thank care, guys. Thank you for again, man. Stay well, blessed. Okay. Be good. Right. Bye-bye. Right, peace. You there, Grim? Yeah. Oh, he's, he hung up. So...